You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic, TBC Classic, and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today we're joined by Ryan, aka Cognitive Pit. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, had some some issues at the house we're selling. Uh, <laughs> had a little uh, leak that I had to go deal with all day today, but other than that, I'm I'm good. Actually, I think I did an excellent job. This whole, the whole <laughs> getting a house ready to sell really turns you into quite the handyman. So uh, overall, yeah. doing pretty good. It's like a never crazy. ending cycle, though, right? It's, <laughs> I remember when we were selling our house, I like was painting the baseboards. And every time I painted something, I realized I needed to paint something else. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the painting was yeah. the worst. <laughs> well, and with water, it always amazes me that... The thing that is most vital to us as humans does the most damage to houses. I mean, it could be worse than fires. You know, it's just nuts. Yeah, or you sit in the pool too long and your fingers are pruning. <laughs> like, what? Water? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. And we're also joined by Mel, a.k.a. Melarita. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Good, good. All right. Well... Guys, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna start off with us talking about you know housekeeping, a couple of reviews, what we've been doing lately at WoW. Then we'll talk a little bit about the arena tournament that happened today, as of this recording, which is Friday night for us, but you'll be hearing it Monday. And we'll talk about the new test that they're doing in BGs. That's interesting. The Midsummer Fire Festival. And at the end, kind of the bummer topic that usually we wouldn't talk about those types of things on the podcast because we're not journalists. We talk about the game, but this one, this one we kind of feel we need to talk about. So we're going to do it, even though we don't want to. But uh, with, that, with that said, I'd like to remind everybody, we do stream live on Twitch every Friday night, usually around 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific p.m., Twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Come in and hang out, say hi. Uh, we we would really appreciate it. But if you don't come, we still appreciate you downloading this on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your pods. So with that being said, yep, we had some reviews. We did have some reviews. So the first one. Hey gang, been listening since around Nax pre-patch and been hooked since. Always get me stoked. Always gets me stoked. Uh, to get home to play while listening to the show at work. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Nick LOL from Grobulus. P.S. For the Alliance! I do want to <laughs> say, no, this is no reflection of Grobulus as a whole, but I met the single most toxic person in the Eye of the Storm <laughs> this week from Grobulus. Uh, oh my God, he was horrible. 
<laughs> just absolutely ridiculous, but that's okay. Um, was I there? Thank you. Well, I'm not going to. I don't think I was there. I don't, I don't think, think so. you were there. I think it was when we were running our five man hit hit squad yeah, where but... we rarely lost a game after we were pre mating. But we'll talk about that and what we've been doing. But I do want to say I really appreciate this review because those are my favorite types of pods too, is when I can when I can't play a game and I can listen to them talk about it and just get excited for it when I get home. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. The next one is from Lunar Fox. And both of these are, are on uh, Warcraft Radio, by the way. Uh, excellent group of people with great insights into all the roles, tank, healer, and DPS. When the only complaint you have is that the show needs to be longer and more or more frequent, you have an excellent podcast on your hands. I purposefully save the shows for when I work at night, but that only helps me through a portion of one day out of five. I need more. Thank you for all that you do to help with, IR, with the IRL grind. Go by a little more pleasantly for the horde. I'm gonna read the second part. I'm gonna read the second part for in a the second. horde. <laughs> Try to give it justice. I'll read the second part uh, in a second, but I do want to say, I guess we have to do five podcasts a week. I feel like we're pretty frequent and long, but uh, I guess if we have to get you through every shift, we'll we'll give you a call on Discord and just talk to you about WoW for. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, you know, too too much of a good thing turns it into a bad thing. I mean, we the reason the show turned into a long show is because we did we felt wrong about cutting it short, but I mean, we really give you our all every week and so I'm sorry we don't have enough, but you know, we 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 give you our all. Uh and then they say hashtag #garage did nothing wrong uh Gorvax P.S. What about the idea for faction imbalance be offering one-time free 58 boosts on a server-per-server -server basis to the smaller faction? Some rules to combat or uh, same some rules to combat botting might require a pre-existing 70 of said overpopulated faction or something. Oh, so actually getting rid of that brings up there are a lot of issues <laughs> with with which would allow people to have the same or different factions on on the same account. Uh, in retail, they've removed that because there's no PvP servers anymore. Uh, unless you have to delete your horde. You have a 70 horde and you can delete it for a 58 boost. That I'm, I'm much more into. Um, but hashtag garage did nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> he literally nuked Theramore. I, I know these two don't play <laughs> uh, retail, but I, I, he literally nuked Theramore. Uh, with a with like some kind of arcane bomb that killed everybody. <laughs> so you're saying he was like Khaleesi at the end of Game of Thrones. Whoa, I'm not going to give whoa. too much. <laughs> whoa, yeah, I'm not going to not going to give any spoilers, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Go crazy, right? And then Jaina Proudmore gets her revenge on on Khaleesi. Yep, I do remember that <laughs> happening. Uh, but yeah, Garage definitely did a couple of things wrong. <laughs> but we, you know. I have, a, I have a newfound appreciation for uh, for my horde brothers and sisters because they've been pretty extra whiny lately, and it's feeling like, hey, we're all the same. <laughs> we're all the same kind of people. <laughs> we, we are if, all the same. Oh, no, we're just on a different you, side. You don't like horde premades now either. <laughs> now you history are is written by the winners. We're <laughs> all people. And finally, we actually had a review uh, through Discord. Uh, Hey guys and gals, I started listening to you guys around pre-patch from a recommendation from a fellow reviewer. 
Quantum. And I honestly love the show. The dynamic points of view with healer slash DPS and tank. Loose term as yet plays warrior. <laughs> Are great. That hurts. <laughs> Super keen to hear how you guys progress through TBC and keen to hear how good feral druids are, yep. You'll be hearing more and more of that, I'm sure, as harder and harder content comes out. Um, and then he has uh should I read this section this next part as well, too? Did any thoughts? Uh if you want to. I mean, we're gonna kind of talk about we're going to kind of talk about... I'm going to go it, for it. I'm going to go for it go because for it. it makes my points always ever increasingly strong. <laughs> as, an ex, <laughs> as an ex-Argo player on Alliance, of course, all of this faction imbalance talk gets me just as heated as Yip and Bob have been about it. I've now transferred to a PvE server, which sucks because I've always loved PvP servers. And as Bob says, PvE is kind of boring, but when you have more... Uh, limited time than 14 years ago and friends that play casually it's the only way to get things done without losing your mind yeah. our goal was 55 45 when i made the transition from horde to alliance late last year and now it is 65 35 and i only see it getting worse dailies will be impossible for us questing is getting harder by the day but all anyone seems to care about is bgqs for horde and how they can't play the game well neither can we different issues I rerolled Alliance mainly for TBC and quicker BGQs as I like casual and more serious BGs. But if Horde get these cues, then fuck me, I guess then, right? Wow is <laughs> heading down a dark path for sure. Now, this sounds like I wrote it as like an, it, the perfect <laughs> antidote, the anecdote to the, my points entirely. Um, and this is from Slinger, from Argyle to Remulos. Uh, these people exist. A lot of people on Alliance know uh, from phase two that that rerolling and he actually rerolled faction, um, which is interesting as well, too. Uh, but just rerolling PvP to PvE. And this is someone who loves PvP servers. So it's just something to something, something to really wrap your head around. What's funny is we had we had Willie on the show last week and he did the same thing towards like, I don't know if it was during Nax or right before Nax or during AQ, but he moved from PvP to PvE also, and he was an all-alliance player that just had gotten fed up. And yeah, so it, it's funny we didn't actually touch on that last week. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, these it's not it is a large population of people who who've done that. So my 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 whiny complaints aren't entirely unrealistic. But thank you guys uh, for your great reviews. Yeah, I, I will say the Horde on Whitebane, we kind of live in peace, peacefully lately. Like, maybe it's because the toxic ones are in BGs. I mean, maybe, but yeah, they we've won't also, always be we've there. We've also been in BGs <laughs> and not out in the world. So I don't know that our sample size is as large. Yeah, it could be also since I've been PvP spec when I am out in the world, I become the terror no matter what. <laughs> So it's sort of like it's a it's a little lopsided once you're geared. Yeah, once you're geared, like and being PvP spec and in re resilience gear in the world, like you really do kind of strike fear, especially as a warrior. It's uh it's been pretty fun. Yeah, it definitely has been. All right, guys. So what have you guys been doing in WoW lately? PvP. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I've been doing too. You you Jerk, you finally drew me in. 
I was pressured <laughs> so into BGing because I knew, and I mentioned, I think, I think last week on the podcast, I probably said, I haven't been playing that much because I've been trying not to burn out. I've just been sort of, you know, raid logging, leveling my druid a little bit here or there, uh, maybe getting some gold. And uh, finally, I was offered respect money. I felt bad. It wasn't just like, hey, come help our pre-made. People were like, we just want to hang out with you. So why don't you come? <laughs> they really did. And so yeah. I was like, I mean, all right. We like, did too. I, 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 I should come. Um, and I did. And of course, what I knew would happen is even in all PvE gear, except for a couple of pieces that I use for tanking, uh, and just spare my sword from, from <laughs> Karazhan, uh, I still wreaked havoc out there on the battlefield. And it was so much fun. I stayed PvP all week. My Karazhan didn't take place till Thursday, so I got to PvP even longer without paying money, which was awesome. Uh, and all and? I did was play an unbelievable amount of PvP. And what, what's the and? And you crafted. Oh, yeah, I immediately crafted Deep Thunder. <laughs> so I might have needed a small, uh, a, a little lend from, from my good friend Blunder. And uh, he gave me 1,200 gold. <laughs> and I didn't need all 1,200 gold to finish blacksmithing from 360 to 375 and finish uh, Thunder and Deep Thunder. So I was pretty psyched. Uh, about that so I, I thought it was going to take like thousands more gold but I had a lot of mats and then uh, honestly fell steel or the crafting for fell steel has gotten so cheap that the fell steel gloves were actually just a really easy way to get up I think it probably cost me a thousand gold from 360 to 375 and then I made a lot of that back in well I want to say a lot of that back but each of the gloves turns into like 20 gold worth of large prismatic shards so uh it wasn't nice. too bad at all and deep thunder is incredible that's all i have to say is uh yeah i remember speaking it speaking of uh speaking of blunder he almost got 400 gold for me because i was trying to send bushy bottoms a uh <laughs> a uh you know a payment for some of the money that uh mel owes him and for some reason it filled in wrong in the in TSM, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, same blunder." Wait, ho no, hold on, hold on. And I actually fixed it right before I hit send. I was like, "Oh no!" I feel I'm like sure blunder would have sent it back. Yeah, the thing I worry about the most is when I send myself <laughs> gold from character to character. Yeah, and I'm like, "Wait, I did that is me, right?" Or like you log <laughs> on and it bugs out and you don't have mail and you're like, "What?" Yeah, I feel that way. But here's how that would have went down. Blunder would have messaged me. Why did why did Bob send me four hundred gold? And I just would have been like, "Oh, he's helping me repay you for Deep Thunder." <laughs> Thanks. No, yep, oh, he's man. helping me repay Bushy. Well, I had it. Yeah, I had it in the line. Hey, this is four hundred of the eighteen hundred Mel owes you. So wow, keeping a record. You're a tight record keeper. Well, and then Bushy was like, "Hey, you're the first person that's paid me back any of the things that I've lent him." <laughs> Well, oh, I man. got on to make spell strike pants for Kim, and he tried to give me a hundred gold because I had the nether, and I was like, "No, first of all, I was only going to give you fifty gold for the nether that you gave me, and I still haven't <laughs> even given you that. So let's just call it even, okay?" Hey, that works. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, do you owe me one?" And I was like, "Uh, no. Uh, I don't know. I really need money, so maybe not." I can't imagine the amount of, of favors that Kim. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. So back that he, there's no way he can keep track of that. No. 
Yep. Yeah. So I've, I had like a uh, revelation, like someone, you know, you said last week that lock dude was my main. And I thought to myself, well, no, I mean, I, I think I've played blaze and Bob more than I've played lock dude at this point. So I just have two mains. I have a PVE main and a PVP main. I don't like, I, and they're both equally important. Like I, put like the big enchants on both of them like they're you know they're both equally as expensive is what you mean yeah but they're not <laughs> alts you know what i mean like so i've been doing a ton of pvp we you know we actually we're going to talk about this like a lot of the pvp stuff when we get to the actual like test that they're running so i'm not going to go into it too much but i've been having a blast i'm up to 245 res resilience and I'm starting to be like a like a major tank. Like I have enough re resilience now that I'm uncritable in PVE <laughs> with with my PVP set on. Which you might want to look you into. Say that, yep. Bob, please. <laughs> I what? I wear resilience gear already. I've I've it's no, but <laughs> but hold on, it, it hold doesn't on. take hear, it doesn't take two hundred forty at all. It takes like even less than that, I think. To yeah, yeah, to I'm like I'm like. I think I'm 75 over with your little uh, uh, weak aura that you sent me, yeah. but hear, hear me out. So defense gives you parry, dodge, all all that, Yeah, but not getting hit doesn't give you rage. Whoa. So, I mean, Incredible, Why Bob. wouldn't you just tank at this point with as much res res resilience instead of defensive gear? Like, wouldn't it be better for, like, rage? Or am I crazy? Bob, incredible. Inc incredible feat of logic. Uh, that is why I have resilience gear on. That is uh, why I have 15 resilience enchanted on my chest right now to have threat in, in other places. Um, however, the biggest well, problem... You act like I'm dumb. Like, you've never told me this. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I've definitely mentioned it on the podcast before. I but, feel like uh, you're I'm not saying that you don't think he resilience. knows this already. Because you'll die if you wear full resilience gear. <laughs> really? That's, that's what it comes down to, is you will die. Um, Your healers so, will probably hate you. I mean, the problem, the biggest problem right now is that content right now isn't very difficult to begin with. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if you can do a lot of it in full resilience gear. Um, but you don't necessarily need to do that because resilience gear, like rage is cool, but what's cooler than rage is just having better DPS options and other slots. So for me wearing uh, my ring uh, from the violet, <laughs> the violet signet, that's the DPS ring wearing the yeah, expertise ring. Um, those sort of options usually balance out better with some de defense involved as well, too. But the biggest problem is just uh, what items have resilience on them and the stats that they bring with them. Uh, so I've yeah. always worn the bracers and belt, uh, and I have the neck as well, too, like the, the epic ones. Those are all pretty strong options. If you have gladiator gear, those are also really strong options. But the other resilience options just bring so little of other stats that it ends up just not even being worth it at the end of the day. You're talking about the 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 blue pieces, right? Yeah, yeah, the blue pieces, but pretty most pieces cuz like you have resilience statted in um but it's just not 
it, it takes up a portion of, of everything else as well, too. So I might have a way more stamina on my raid level gear. And even for PvP, I'm wearing I'm happy to wear some of my raid gear. It's like my curator, the pants from curator have so much stamina on them that even other than gladiator pants, there's just no it's just, there's just nothing better than that uh, right now for me. And I died at the end of girl last week. So I feel like I've struck a, a strong you know balance. Why? Do you know why you died at the end of Gruel? Um, I'm well, I know exact. I know specifically why, but I feel like you might have a different answer than me. Is it because because I wasn't you there. weren't there? Were, weren't you there? This was last week. Were you not there last week? Oh, not yesterday. No, yesterday was. was oh. well, we'll talk more about yesterday, but very. Yeah, I was there last die. week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's because I got Perry hasted. Uh, I, mm. I, he hasted. They weren't even crushing blows. It was just right after a shatter, uh, and maybe uh, healers were probably AOE healing during that time frame for everyone else. And then I just got smashed into the ground. But it was right at the end, so it didn't didn't really matter at all. It is crazy how much more stamina the uh, the arena epic gear has compared to the the blue set. It's like yeah. for each of my pieces, it's like twenty more. It's like double the the stamina. Like like for those pieces, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean there there are people in Fight Club who actually advocate just not even being crit cap for rage. It just doesn't even make a difference. Uh, and in this current content, I would probably agree that it doesn't really make a difference. I have so much health now that even if I get crit, I won't die. Uh, and then the amount of extra like dps gear you could put on uh is a lot but i think it's a little bit it's a little bit crazy (laughs) it's it's too far that's like some that's some phase one uh fury prot warrior issues we're charging and dying immediately (laughs) oh my gosh gotcha gotcha yeah but that's basically i've just been pvping a ton i've been making gold pretty easy still Although on our server, on my on my on my cloth cooldowns for the alts, I'm not even making um, uh, shadow cloth because the profit at the moment's five gold. I'm not going to walk down there for five gold, you know. So I've just been making spell uh, spell cloth and moon cloth because they're easy with alts, whereas the shadow cloth is kind of a pain. But besides that, that's basically what I've been doing. Mel, you got anything else? Yeah, so, oh, you guys, yesterday, so Kim keeps telling me that I need to post things during rush hour, which is very much not my MO because I just post things when I have them because mm-hmm. I always need money. Um, <laughs> and But yesterday, I had gotten, like, um, some mana thistle, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make a couple flasks. And Bob's like, hey, will you send me one? And I was like, no, I need money. And he's like, well, you can just <laughs> COD me for whatever it would cost. And I looked at the cost. They were going for like 85 gold. And I was like, 85 gold? And he was like, what? And so I only charged him like the market value. And then I posted it and it sold like almost immediately. So I went back and I made another. Literally in like 20 minutes, it took me to like go get my stuff and make another one and send it to my alt. They were down to 75 gold. I was like, What? And it always feels bad flasking for 30 minutes. Just like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I want to, um, someone in chat really quick is mentioning 
Marvtastic, is mentioning that Mag Cleave hits for 10k base, and if it crits you, you'll die. Um, Mag's average Cleave hit on me is 7k. Uh, so fa- factor that <laughs> math into my 17k health, and I can live. Don't worry. But Mag also wear wear mitigation gear. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mel. Go on. No, you're good. Um, well, and also you have to factor in like the the less crit damage that re- z- resilience pops in. If like he's hitting for 10k and you have 10 percent less crit damage, that's 9k. You know, so like. I think the isn't the crit damage reduction equal to the crit reduction, so you'd only have like. No, no, it's actually like I like I'm sitting at six percent less chance to crit, but ten per, but like almost twelve percent uh, less crit damage when they do crit. Yeah, well, the um the big thing is that that's not the, so <laughs> this is gonna get a little too warrior. Um, but people simmed having under crit cap if by removing resilience to have under crit cap and they simmed it and, uh, it looked like the, the chance of it actually making a difference in a fight was one in a thousand. I've been arguing with this guy for a long time about how that's ridiculous math, (laughs) but the sim does show that, that if you're under crit cap through resilience, that. It actually isn't worth all that much <laughs> and is very rarely going to matter. Uh, but again, though, for Magtheridon, wear more mid gear anyway. It, it's <laughs> that one time it does matter through. is going to be really annoying. <laughs> Especially for Magtheridon. Uh, most other boss fights in, in the current content is just sort of like, ah, whatever. But Magtheridon's like, I have to go through phase one again. We've got to yeah. do this whole thing all over again. Yeah. One other thing, sure. I guess. Uh, what is- about Mel's? What about Mel's week? Are we just done with Mel's week? Oh, sorry, sorry. About I thought, alchemy and just, I you thought know. you told Yip you were done. My bad. Go, go ahead. No. Well, I don't even have that much more to say, but now that I took the spotlight, I feel like I need to come up with it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, what I find is a lot of times with my professions is that I don't really have the money to buy the mats and then make the extra money. I mean, I do. It just seems like, oh, that seems bad. Um. But I did finally the first time took somebody up on trade to like use my um, primal mic cooldown. And I was like 20 gold because it's like it was like a 16 gold profit. So I was like, yeah, you can give me 20 gold for my cooldown. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, man, did I really undercharge? And Bob's like, he should have just gone and bought one off the auction house. And I was like. Yeah, and sold his well, his his primals, you know, like. But same. people don't check; they don't check TSM, so they don't know, you know. Well, I feel like it also has Suck to do us. with. I I feel the same way, and, and other people are like this. I think Blunder's another good example who like to just gather their own mats for stuff, and they'd rather not sell stuff on the auction house. It's just sort of a pain to do that. Like, yeah, I could sell this and then get the money, but I farmed these primals, and I would just like to turn the primals I made into you know what i'm getting it's the same thing with like me and gathering i like herbalism and i like mining because i just like getting the materials <laughs> and not to sell but to use and it's just like more fulfilling even if it's less gold per hour um it's still but just there's just something thistle, special about it i wish i could farm mana thistle but mana thistles turned into like the black lotus right yeah. where <laughs> it spawns in very small areas and there's bots everywhere and all of that so that's fine but yeah, other than that, I we did arena 
and we went eight and that two last actually, week. Yeah, that was what I was going to bring up. We finally had success. Like we've just been doing ten games a week, just you know, to get points, and it's been pretty brutal. But we finally got enough re resilience on both of our characters. We went in thinking we were going to have like the same two and ten that we'd had every like every week prior, and we went eight and two, and it was. It you know I think maybe this weekend we're actually going to try like a like a like a thirty game actual try to cut try to push over fifteen hundred because over fifteen hundred is where you really start to get points. It's kind of like max you're going to get two two fifty under fifteen hundred, but I mean it's crazy because if you get over two k, you're getting a thousand a week. Like it's so much of a big difference from from fifteen hundred to two k, whereas be- below that. You're really not getting much. So we might see if we can make a push because we're getting pretty beefy. Mel's getting really good at, at sur- surviving. I think doing all the BGs, like we've just we've been practicing a ton, learning a lot more, and it's been it's been it's been really it's been really fulfilling. By Mel's getting really good at surviving, he means Mel's getting really good at running away. The the classic uh, yeah, I mean, druid move. That's the, <laughs> the classic. Uh, I did some arena with Kim and Stoof, and then also uh, with Casmo on his mage, which was incredible. He's an incredible player, so that was a lot of fun. We did threes, and <laughs> I then bet. and then I did twos with um with Kim and Stoof each, and uh, it's fun how quick the cues go because you uh-huh. don't even have so you don't even have time to be upset at a loss. It was a really yeah. it was really good to just like dive into arena in twos and it's like okay twos are already not getting the max points that you could be getting at pretty much any rating uh so you don't really care about your rating that much to begin with you're just kind of in there to learn uh and you can just do that so well like we'd go against comps and be like okay that didn't work (laughs) how can we like how do we fix that like okay you know kim's going in pv spec or something with like low resilience like how do we work around that uh, let's abuse, you know, it, it was actually kind of nice in threes. He, they would go in on him uh, and kill him, but he had Spirit of Redemption because he was full holy. Mm. And uh, then we would just kill everyone else while he was giving us even more heals than he was giving us before. Uh, so it was a lot of fun uh, going in there and doing arena. And it's really not that tilting. I was really afraid that arena was going to be tilting for me, especially because I was pretty good in TBC. Not better than I am now, but for the time better than <laughs> than everyone else. But I was afraid everyone yeah. on the skill level was going to be um, mm-hmm. super high. And I was afraid. I remember getting kited around the ruins of Lord Iran, the that little centerpiece by Druids and just being so aggravated. And I was still a little aggravated, but I was afraid I'd be angrier. <laughs> See, now I can root like I can use entangling roots and they have to stop. It's great. I've gotten really good at doing that. Just like different things, she was like, you know what? I should probably root melee instead of cyclone because they they can't get out of it. It lasts a lot longer. But those types of things you figure out. The biggest thing about doing arena with people is you just want to do it with people that are willing to talk and learn and not tilt on you because that just will make it unfun. People that blame everybody else for everything Mm -hmm. like – Everybody makes mistakes, and it's just great to play with people that are just chill. And I mean, I'm, I assume Stu and Kim are. Yeah, it gives us just enough time in between matches to be like, okay, so I probably should have done this, or this is why that didn't work. Um, you know, and then there's that 
there's that one match every time that you're like, yep, that that was just not going to happen. <laughs> we couldn't have beat them. <laughs> and some of the yes, uh, two of the matches, Mel died, and I was able to win with them at like both. Uh, one of them was double DPS Mage Rogue. I was able to drop the rogue just a little bit after she died, and then the mage, like he, sh- he probably should have beat me, but like I, like I got a, I got a, I got a lucky mage stun on, on, on the on the intercept. Wasn't it a warlock? No, no, it was it was the other one was was warlock druid. Oh, uh, okay. And I was able to drop the druid because the druid was out of mana by the time you died, and mm-hmm. so I was able to drop the druid, and then the lock, like. I don't think he had a, enough resilience because he should have beat me too. He so, says Mel but, dies and he like saves today, but Mel is also a druid, so she dies and he has like full hots. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, like you kept us al- al- alive long enough to run them out of mana. That's probably why also the mage died. The mage was probably out of mana and couldn't actually get away from me. Yeah, there were there were many times, especially with Deep Thunder, where. I could end up just two v oneing after the, my healer died, and that. That's fun. And I kind of want to go back with the sweeping strikes Feels build good. that I ended up using uh, <laughs> because I was like, man, like occasionally, especially with low resilience, like him and even Stoop and, and Mail and Plate would just die really quickly to like double rogue. And I'm just in my oh, head. Yeah. I'm like, imagine sweeping strikes on those rogues. They'd be so upset. with. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I there was this one. um what was it? A warrior in a battleground that we were doing. It was side of the storm. And I just kept rooting and running around and rooting and psychoning. That guy hunted me the entire eye of the storm. Like it didn't matter. I could be at a base and five alliance and no horde going there, and he would come and try to kill me. Like he was so mad at me. Incredible. All right. Well, let's move on. Do you have anything to say about our Varg Flocken raid? Yeah. So we uh, we did. We forgot to mention last week, and I wanted to that we were going to try High King Molgar, uh, the Zerg strat. Finally. So uh, you didn't get to wait a week to hear how that went out. I can uh, tell you right now that it's actually incredibly easy. All of our melee died immediately (laughs) due to a. Due to a really bad pull, uh, I guess um, the the mage guy that the mage is supposed to tank hit all the melee <laughs> with some kind <laughs> of magic stuff that he does. Who knows? It's not my job to do that part, so I don't know what he does. Uh, but he all of our melee died instantaneously, and I think it still was just an easier fight doing it that way. Uh, it still went faster, I feel like. I feel like the... Op- well, and... And, uh... Skull was like almost dead when 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 uh, High King Molgar died, so I think and Skull was not High King Molgar, so I think uh, I think part of the raid didn't get the memo, me included, for the first few spell casts. But then I realized, oh yeah, we're supposed to do High King Molgar, but yeah. Well, it, uh, interesting you say that. You actually did get the memo. You just didn't listen to Heart Scare because he actually wanted you guys. To Zerg the priest guy down first, then kill High King for our first attempt. Oh, so that's why the okay. skull wasn't on High King. Actually. So, so yeah. I was wrong you, on multiple you were, levels. You were right, and then wrong, and then yeah, wrong, and stayed it. wrong. But it didn't really matter. Uh, it was totally good. The most important thing for me is that hey, I was able to hold the threat pretty easily. I was pretty stoked. I was worried because High King's kind of nuts, and I've been reading people saying that they'll they'll taunt. 
uh, and then they'll um, they'll like use their AOE, and then they'll they'll taunt again, and then they'll mocking blow, and that's how they hold threat on there. I I feel pretty good about my my threat set right now. I'm really happy with my warrior, even though I got insulted in the reviews today. And then the last thing in my Karazhan, uh, I was a little out of it because I had received some bad news last night. I was about a leak in my in the uh, in the house. I had to fix up, but we went to Nether Spite, and the week prior, someone had actually pulled Nether Spite just by being too far in the room. So this week, I said, "Hey, don't don't go in the room to buff up yet. Like, just, like eat out here. Don't oh, go in the no, room." I know how this story ends. Oh my gosh! And uh, so I was like, "Okay, uh, let's pull," and I go run in and. One of our two healers gets locked out of the room, yep, uh, which, that's how it's which was go. pretty funny. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> I guess I should have made sure everyone was in the room. I, I you know, I Who called was it. it. Who was it? It was our new shaman, uh, Scarlin's new shaman. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name, but it's Thick Fungus, <laughs> I think. Uh, and uh, he got locked out. So we just had a priest healing who uh, is not one of our main priests, so he's not as geared um, as as our main priests are, I think. I could be wrong. I didn't actually look at his gear. And uh, we crushed it, to be honest. It was actually pretty easy. We nine-manned it. Um, yeah. You had a few alts, though, in that yeah, raid, we had, too, uh, right? we had a We just had one alt, I think. Uh, it was just uh, Butter's Warlock. Um and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it it was pretty good. We had a I, I thought that we were going to have like a super scuffed group just from the way that it was looking. And we had nine people and I was like, well, this is this is done for. But I wanted to give it a try anyway. Um, and it honestly wasn't that bad. Like, it, I really think that with the with the geared healer, we could probably one heal most of Karazhan. I know some guilds are doing that. It's just healers need some gear in there and it would be crazy to yeah. <laughs> to just bring the one right now. Mel and I's group with corpse this week on Nether's on Nether Spite. We uh, killed him before, like we only had to run away one time or whatever. We killed him yeah. before. Yeah, I've groups doing yeah. that a lot as well too. Now yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's pretty nice. To, um, and the more you bring, like if you're only bringing one tank, uh, which I think corpse often, I think fabulous is usually ret for that. Uh, yeah, just we having actually one had tank. Two really oh, we actually had yeah, oh, we yeah, had two uh, tanks, we had skeet. We had oh, right, this right. Week. So that was this week. Yeah. That was this week. Yeah, I mean, it's it can be nice if you are only bringing one tank. They're just having more DPS also makes things easier. Uh, but Nightbane yeah. also went really well. I brought frost grenades because I didn't believe in my group, and then I felt stupid because we absolutely we crushed it. Uh, the commanding shout spam totally does work. Um, I don't know why Mel died last week, <laughs> but okay. yeah, I think you were in our Karazhan and the commanding. I couldn't get it from you with commanding shout, but. This week I, I was able to really easily, so it was pretty weird. We had a rough time with that, actually. This is a f I've only done we? it with the with the with the, with the paladin tank once, right? Um, and that was and that was the first time, and we were going really slow and steady. But then I'd been doing it with you the two the two weeks after that, right? So then we're back in corpses group, and. First off, uh, someone else wiped us the first time. It was the only wipes I think we had the entire raid because we decided to just do them all in. We did everything in order, yeah. so we did we did we did Nightbane super er, super early. But uh, I think it was one of the healers at first pulled when he when he came down oh, that's after rough. his first launch. 
But then the next launch, I had Curse of Doom up, <laughs> and it landed, and there was three seconds left on Curse of Doom. And then I went from no aggro to like 3K aggro and past corpse, and it came at me. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't uh, soul, I didn't soul shatter in time. And I was like, oh my god, how could I do that? And then corpse, of course, made me yep. feel like an idiot. He's <laughs> like, you could have just casted Curse of Doom again. I'm thinking to myself, well, that's just so back asswards from like what a DPS thinks. I would just lose all that Curse of Doom DPS. But I was like, I've decided Survival when doing it with a paladin, definitely want to do. Uh, Definitely want to do just Curse of Agony instead of Curse of Doom, but well, it's it's very different. And the Paladin's a little bit, it's a little bit longer of a fight, right? So Corpse runs out of mana, like, the second fly up and is, like, trying to keep, you know, hitting and keep threat and... Um, that Hold makes on. it a little bit more No, difficult. no, no. It doesn't matter who you run with. Your Curse of Doom should not be going off <laughs> <laughs> as he flies down, no matter what, whoever you're with. That is well, I mean, a... Yeah, but I mean, like, you don't really have, like, like you like you just probably shouldn't be using Curse of Doom on that, on, on that yeah. fight for the RNG of when he's going to land. I didn't know that was you, so I actually had heard Corpse's... <laughs> Corpse was complaining about this. He's like, our warlocks need to learn that you can just breathe. Well, he said there was a different warlock the week before the day. Oh, it was a different warlock too. Okay. It happened twice uh, the week before, but nobody told me that. Bob got the wrath of like the second time it happening. (laughs) I was like, oh God. Oh man, but but I was just like you know in the future, just use Curse of Agony. It's just safer. Like you know, my my main point with Corpse was just that. I think there's just an adjustment where healers and DPS now actually need to learn the fights. Like they need to know, like that you do have to kind of change what you're doing on different fights. Whereas in classic, it's just like definitely. <laughs> there's the phase changes never really had giant aggro wipes or anything like that. It was always pretty simple, but now like half half of these bosses are wiping aggro at certain times and stuff. Well, and and what's yeah, sad is I did know, I did know it was a problem. He was coming down, and like a healer had pulled aggro at the same point, the the white before, and I was like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" But it never crossed my mind to, to have Seriously. less DPS. Yeah. <laughs> you That's, know, like it's kind throw of curse of doom back up. <laughs> that that anxiety where you're god. just watching it with no idea what to do. You're- yeah, I was like, "Can I click it off of him? Can I like like purge it?" Like, and then I was just like, "Oh, I could have just casted curse of doom again, or even curse of agony. It just would have like over." Like just put it over top of it, but oh, it was a big whoops. But you know, that was the only thing we struggled on, though. I mean, the rest of it went just fine. Um, And yeah, it was fun. It was quick. We were done pretty Uh, pretty quickly. Our twenty-five band was a little interesting for the for the warlocks because we got there and just got thrown us. Oh, we actually finally have a fire mage in the raid, and we're like struggling. We're like, uh. What consumes do we need? Okay, I need to make my uh, fire gem to put in my my wand spot. Oh, I didn't bring any flame caps because, like, I literally had flame caps every other week before. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to sell them because I'm broke because we're never going to get to do fire. And then it comes to fire. I'm like, ah, I can try to figure out what I need to do differently. It is just. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. But. We kind of are at the point where it's it, we're ready to optimize, you know, like, I, I mean, I don't know if that's why we had a fire mage or not, but content's been so easy. It's sort of like it's time to. Why not? <laughs> yeah. like Why not? 
Yeah, and and I I I I really like how we're trying stuff different because we never did that in classic ever. Like we, we always would do the same the thing that we dropped the boss the first time every time. This is actually exciting. It's just a culture change that we all have to get used to. Yeah, and I think a big another really big part of that is there aren't world buffs, so we can try out more stuff. And then just cutting down the roster, and this isn't like calling anyone out that we played with in classic, but. Our 25 man is really strong. <laughs> I think that it's just we have so many more options just because we have just incredible players in those 25. I think people are also held a little bit more accountable, right? In their 10 mans, you know? So yeah. you kind of like, it's not like I can just slide kind of AFK in my 10 man, right? Yeah. I have to actually like perform and then that kind of shows. And the people that don't want to do that usually don't sign up for 25 man. <laughs> Definitely true. Yep, definitely true. Well, that should do, about do it for that. So let's move into <laughs> time for the news. So first off in the news, we brought on people from from Blizzard a, f- a few weeks back to talk about the TBC Arena tournament. Well, it kicked off today with the EU qualifiers, uh, or semifinals, or whatever. Did you guys have a chance to catch any of that? I know Mel didn't. No, I only just got home right before this. <laughs> yeah, I worked until right before this. Yeah, Mel, I didn't get a chance to tell you this before the pod. But remember, I was trying to remember the name of the pro WoW player that we met at BlizzCon two uh, two years back. Mm-hmm. Finally placed him because he was one of the casters. Peekaboo oh. is the one that we met and like was super cool with us. And like, uh, and he I was, was just mad like, at me because I, I asked him why he remembered. didn't play Overwatch, why he played WoW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was like, oh, he's so mad. Like, you look familiar, but like, we cover Overwatch. So, are you Overwatch player? And he's like, no. Wow. I was like, oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. pretty sure I said something like, oh, that's not as cool or something like really rude. Yeah. But he was super cool. Fun, uh, fun guy. He was casting and a few others. Uh, uh, Ven, Ven, Ven Ruki was casting and, um, it was actually really good. Like it was really fun. There were some different comps. It wasn't all rogue mage priests. There were some new new people. It's funny because I watched it, and like you can tell who the pro players are and who aren't. And the pro players pissed me off because anytime one of them would die, you know, it's like almost statistically impossible to win after that. But they would just quit out and quit, and it was just like. I want to see you guys fight for your life and maybe get a lucky something, you know, like, but the newcomers all did that. They would play out the entire match till everybody was dead. And I I was just like, ah, they haven't got the, you know, they haven't had the fight ripped out of them yet, you know, but I think that's really good. I think it's fun to do it that way. (laughs) What to fight till the end? Fight till the end. Yeah, right? me, yeah, I like to yeah, like just too. run around as my druid just faster than they can catch me, and it just makes them angry. And I know I'm just delaying the inevitable. I moonfire occasionally. It's great. Never give up. Never surrender. I 
like it was it was done really well the tournament server they used it was it they were talking about it it was interesting because since it was a tournament server they could have the absolute max of anything they they wanted so these people probably weren't used to fighting at the res that the re is the resilience levels that they're at right there because they're all in like full glad gear which lots of them probably don't don't have yet and it was it it was really cool though the casting was really good like it was a it, it was exciting. I could tell everything that was going on, which is so different from when I would tune in to like, uh, you know, current WoW arena tournaments. And it was really neat. And the next ones are on tomorrow, starting at uh, it's noon my time, but 10 a.m. PST, 1 p.m. Eastern. So you guys should check it out. I don't know if we want to talk anything else about it because you guys didn't watch it, but. Yeah, it was super cool. Def definitely check it out and then do what I said. Go into Arena. Mm -hmm. it, the queues are so fast. You'll you won't even remember all the yeah. games you lose. We we played in a one in one sitting between twos and threes with me and Kim, uh, and then we had Casper join us for threes. We played fifty five games just in a couple of hours. Oh, wow! Yeah, it just flew by. What'd you get up to? Um, like thirteen hundred, twelve fifty, or something. We lost a lot. Nice. We didn't have any resilience here. <laughs> I didn't do my honor grind yet, so I had deep thunder, but I still didn't have any resilience. So I was roughly well. I had like the, the tanking pieces, like I said, that I use. Um, so that was pretty rough. Uh, mm -hmm. and then the twos were like kind of inviting more people on, just having fun in twos and, and trying things out. So that's been good. That's fine. Yeah, I mean that's what that's uh. We did some PvP with Ale the other day. Uh, he's got his paladin worked up. He's doing the honor grind on white on white man. He was he was healing me through some BGs. He's like, dude, you just have to spam games. Like, it's what me, Melderon, and Def Camp do. Like, you just have to spam games. And so we might be doing some stuff with Ale sometime in the future. He wanted to do threes with uh, double heal Mel and him and me on the Warriors. So we might try that at some point. We too. ran into a lot of double heal groups when we were really? doing threes. Yeah. Well, we ran into a ton of them when we were doing fives. Oh, fives. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Threes, okay. double heal is more was, of a yeah, gimmick. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. we, did, we, we played like 20 to 25 threes. And uh, definitely, I don't think we ran into double heals ever yeah um, i think i'm thinking of fives yeah <laughs> but i'm jealous i'm i'm gonna have to borrow that strategy and get some get some healers <laughs> right yeah yeah he was just basically saying because i have so much resilience like they could just kind of count on me to just train everybody yeah but okay so you guys want to move on to one of the spicier ones yeah yeah it's been out for We've heard about it for a while now, so it feels like it's just been in. Yeah, it feels <laughs> forever. Yeah, well, and and also, if you want to hear Yip talk about it prior, if you want to hear his before thoughts, <laughs> you can check out the last episode, the last episode of Countdown to Classic, where he came on and talked to Josh about what he thought about what their test was going to be like before. Now we're going to get here his afterthoughts, so it could be kind of neat. So. Maybe pause here, check out what Yip had to say on that, and come back. So, first off, let's just talk about. Okay, so I'm not going to read this entire thing, but the four main points I think are well. Let's well. You read the I'm going to go to the four main points. I'm going to go to the four main points in a second, but first off, I want to go with. 
They said some players literally asked for more understanding of our goals. So we'd like to list out the goals we think are most pertinent to the battleground queue situation. Now, I love that they said literally wanted more understanding, but then... Like, that's an unreasonable request. But listen to this first sentence. Emulate the design pillars and intentions of original Burning Crusade game systems. Design... Why why say design pillars? I don't... I, I just don't... I don't get that sentence, but then the next one is leverage modern tech and design to address modern issues. Make surgical changes to the game to improve the player experience. Address player concerns in a way that capture the spirit of the original design of the game. Somebody got a little bit too. This is just a whole bunch uh, of yeah. This is just a whole bunch of buzzwords. I was like, somebody got a little bit too much fluff with the uh, thesaurus here, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think I think that this is them. This is like them re- reverse engineering uh, with corporate speak. I mean, it's like it's like corporate meeting speak. <laughs> like we need to right, improve the synergy of our design pillars. Um, but in reality, they just wanted the horde to stop complaining, right? That's the mm-hmm. <laughs> their goal. There, I mean, like the thing is, like these aren't goals, right? Um, th- these are these like, like vision philosophies. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas the goal is to make horde stop whining as much right um that's like what the goal is uh so these sort of things are like design philosophy it's so it's i'm glad that they put this in here in there though it just reminds me of that one guy that always uses the big words nobody knows and it just makes him sound like an asshole instead of like he thinks he's doing something cool but instead he's just Upsetting the people that don't understand the words he's saying, and he's just sounding like an asshole. That's what those sentences sounded like to me. What well, this I, reminds me of, though, is developing the goals after you know the result, right? Like, yeah. you know what you want the end to be, so then you'd write the story. <laughs> like, well, yeah. How do how do we justify? Yeah. How do we 100%. justify the fact that we're putting horde versus horde in when that is not a classic experience situation? Right. <laughs> oh, we're trying to leverage modern tech to address modern issues. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, modern <laughs> okay. issues. Horde have had longer queues this entire time. <laughs> right. Just want to throw that out there. And had longer queues back in TBC. I used to remember sitting there for 15 minutes every queue and whining about Alliance having but I also understood, hey, well, I get to move around the world freely, so I'm not going to bitch too much. I do like, I do just want to reiterate, though, hour and a half cues, stuff like that. I think everyone agrees. Oh, not cool. Unacceptable. Yeah, not cool. Um, yeah. I'm glad that they listed these out because we can judge what they do now based <laughs> on these four goals, though. We can so assign what they do. To <laughs> exactly. And we, can, we, we don't have to just say, I don't like this change. We can say, okay, um, let's take a look at some of their goals do they even meet their own goals uh with with these changes all right so let's talk about the test that we've played quite a bit so they planned on running a test it started july 20th it's going to end on server maintenance uh what is that the 27th yep and so it's been running this entire time so the four points are should I should we go over each one or should we just go over them all after I read them all? Um, let's go through each one because I have. Okay. I'm, I mean, I want to reiterate some of my feelings that I had uh, 
before? So the first one is kind of like just the same thing. Like same faction BGs will be allowed by the matchmaker. Yep. Do you yep. want me to skip to the next one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's skip to the next <laughs> we've one. talked okay, to so that one. I feel to like death. I yeah, I feel like we, yeah. We've, yeah, we've talked to the death. People know Yip's thoughts on that. <laughs> so the the matchmaker will take a little more time to find an opposite faction match than it did during the first test. And this is what I wanted the yep. first time we talked about it. Absolutely. Just a little bit like if you can't find one after, you know, five, ten minutes, then start looking for one. Which mm-hmm. I don't I don't actually know um what wh- what horde is. are experiencing right now. Oh, I should have asked Ale before the podcast but or Melderon. I do know, and I, I said this on Josh's podcast, that uh, we have a player in our guild who plays Horde and Alliance, and his Horde queues during AB weekend were 14 minutes long. That's that's without Horde versus Horde matchmaking. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that one out there, that that's yeah. not very long of a queue. I think 14 minutes is a very acceptable time to have to wait for a queue. I understand that there... That's what... Our AV cues have been all day. I've been doing AV all day and winning, by the way. Sorry, Horde. Well, I think you have to think if Horde is queuing now and getting instant cues or close to instant cues, then the other battlegrounds that they haven't been able to get instant cues for are more exciting, right? And AV was just the better battleground for them to grind honor in because they had to wait so long. So it was a longer game and they could get most honor, right? We should also point out, because many people in the guild also didn't realize this, and I think a lot of people might have missed this from the first test, Alteric Valley does not is the only BG that does not allow same faction yep. uh, uh, matchups. So yeah, that's why Alliance that's why have a we're queue talking now. About it. Yeah, Alliance have a long queue for Alteric Valley, because while Horde versus Horde exists, why would Horde queue up for Alterac Valley when they're right. going to have to wait for Alliance still either way. Uh, so we actually got the queue. Which is this funny week. because this test is during AV weekend, yep. which is also interesting. Incredible. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Because the next ones are like definitely the juiciest. I mean, the yeah. only thing I'd like to know about this, the one we were just talking about, is how much time is a little more time. Yeah. Either way, I'm glad it's something that they're looking at. Uh, yeah, taking agreed. ripping the ideas straight straight from us <laughs> but it yeah. i mean i think it's i think it's a reasonable uh expectation that there should be some it should try to get you against the alliance. first match whether it's horde v horde or horde v alliance right like that would be stupid because before even if they only had to wait three minutes for alliance they would still get horde versus horde because the cues mm-hmm. were 30 seconds long so right just something to think about i will say for my final thing the only thing I'm kind of upset about right now is that I never get to see the people in the goofy masks. I know. That looks hilarious. It's really funny. And True. the pets have masks on, I think, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you kidding me? How cute. Yeah. Like, you can see a scorpion Why? with, like, a Don't gnome the pets look on. the same? <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's I don't know if that was a bug oh or if gosh. it's all the time, but I've seen screenshots of that, and it, it looks really adorable. Speaking of bugs, I think they probably hot fixed it by now, but there was a bug in same faction BGs for Horde where if you if you uh, mind controlled somebody and they died while while mind controlled, they would res at the enemy battleground and be red to both teams. <laughs> That's just funny. Come on. 
True, <laughs> like, true every man for himself mode right there. Yeah, and people were asking why Alterac Valley doesn't have Horde versus Horde. I think oh, that God. that's clear <laughs> why that yeah. wouldn't work when these simple battlegrounds are, are, they were pretty broken to begin with, and then they're still finding more bugs going on with them. So I think that it'd be pretty hard to do the Alterac Valley. Uh, oh, yeah. Just to tell in the blue post when they originally posted it, their exact reasoning was they thought it would be weird for players to be surrounded by so many of the enemy faction I think they're lying uh, models, the NPCs. But that's their <laughs> that's what that's, they said. That's what they said. I think they're lying. I think they know they couldn't make it work. You won't have uh -huh. a trinket to recall back to your base. Like I, uh, I just think yeah. that logistically and how they implement it, making the NPCs not attack the some is horde. A huge call. Yeah, right. making some NPCs not attack some horde. I think they were just like, I I don't know. We're not gonna do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, the the nobody's complaining really about old trick valley cues, like because <laughs> like most likely the trinket would be broken then too, and they could just recall straight to the end. So oh, the yeah. horde yep. that was on the alliance side would just instantly kill kill Drek. Oh like, my that god, would be hilarious. Because all forty would just go, and with forty people there, you could take Drek with all towers up. Incredible, that would have been awesome. All right, so the next one is really juicy. Groups will be restricted to a maximum of five players when joining the queue. Now, initially, this is something that I asked for back in TBC. Um, initially, this sounded great because I was like, oh, well, pre-mades are the problem. But it does pose a lot more problems. And it's just another way. Like someone pointed this out to me, Bushy uh, Bushy Bottoms pointed it out to me. It's just another way to like make it more casual. Like you don't have to find a big group to pre-made. It's just taking that aspect out of the game. But at the same time, for casuals and solo and duo cures is awesome. But then we also found another problem with it, which I'm sure Yip will talk about here in a second. Well, I think Bushy's point, though, just to piggyback on that real fast before we go into the other thing, Bushy's point, I think, was more that they're starting to take out things that you could group and connect with people and continue to play the way that we all like to play classic, right? And he related it back to something like looking for raid, where it's like you're just taking the effort and the time to like make connections and find groups of people and play with people out of it and that sucks you know i think they could have done something where you know you can join a queue that's a group of max five players or you can join maybe a longer queue that is five or more queuing together right like, i think that would have been a better system so that you had the option i mean they could bring out rated battlegrounds then do you have you know but Yip was pointing out when we were talking the other night is that like it's weird because we don't have rated BGs and yeah. rated BGs for anybody who doesn't play retail is just it's literally it's literally pre-made versus pre-made. You have to have 15 people to join the the queue, correct? Uh yeah, so you you join it's it's like arena. It's like arena but for BGs. My my biggest thing that's weird about this is that I can understand some sort of special matchmaking to help get rid of pre-mades. And I understand this is a test and maybe this is what will sprout from this test, right? So I don't know exactly 
you know, they said their goals, but they actually didn't say any functional goals. They only named some ambiguous <laughs> design <laughs> philosophy. So a goal, a real goal, Blizzard, uh, would have been, uh, so groups will be restricted to a maximum of five players when joining queue. Um, the reason we're testing this is to see, you know, if this gets more Alliance people playing. The reason we're testing this is to see if maybe Alliance will stop AFKing as much as soon as they run into a pre-made. These are some goals that make sense to me that are like functional goals. Um, so I can understand that side of this. What's super weird to me is that this just means you cannot play a competitive battleground in any form. Right. Right. So you can you lit you literally cannot play Arathi Basin with a 15 man and like be able to make call outs to each other over voice. You just can't do that. The game doesn't allow that anymore. I think that's like such a big removal of something mm -hmm. I loved in the original TBC. And I we used to run into premades all the time uh, with my premades back in the real TBC. And we didn't that wasn't a problem. Like having a competitive game and then destroying another pre-made was part of the game. I know everyone's at an honor grind right now, so we're sort of just like, oh, I just want my free honor gear. I don't want to like do right. anything. But once you have resilience gear, those pre-mades, like they stop being just like, oh, we're trying to get honor, so we're pre-mating, and they can become really enjoyable to play. And to remove that entirely from the game is just right. kind of incredible to me. Well, and speaking before the test, we did a Saturday night. It was Saturday, not Friday, right? It was Saturday yeah, night, Arathi Basin pre-made. But we only had about, what, nine to ten people at a time each yeah. uh, each time. Yeah. And we kept running into Horde pre-mades. We didn't win them. No. But boy, we made their life tough. You know, it was like <laughs> 1,700 to 2K. And it was just like... You know, like, I know some of the people that were in the pre-made were like, can we just let this go, you know, so that we can move on and make more honor? But, like, Yip and I are like, well, we're just making their life hard. We're having a good time, you know. It's just well, I think the funny different thing philosophies is, on that there, you know. We say we have pre-mades, but really, we just have a group of people that are queuing together that kind of talk to each other about things in Discord. But a lot of them go off and do their own thing. <laughs> And mostly in PVE gear too, lots of them. Yeah, I mean, that's, oh, who is that like said, one that called problem. us out? <laughs> Yip got into a fight with in one of the battlegrounds. <laughs> so, <He> was like, <laughs> okay, so a, a cup. So we were a partial pre-made of like seven <laughs> or eight people. They had three people who were from their same <laughs> server and guild, and they were ragging on us to lose for losing to a full pre-made on the other team. <laughs> And I was like, okay, well, that that's crazy. <laughs> like, first right. of all, because it's a full pre-made. Uh, but then they brought up Karazhan and said, <laughs> I bet you guys haven't even done Karazhan yet. And that was a big mistake. So I looked up their Warcraft logs and just started naming <laughs> all their stats. Yep, I remember that. I was like, oh, wow. Your guild is 10,505th in speed for 25 mans. That's crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of guilds that raid, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just calling them out a lot. Uh, oh, man. It was amazing. My, my favorite was we did do Warsong Gulch one time that night with like seven. And there was this one dude in the the Warsong Gulch. It had been going zero, zero for like 10, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. He was like, this this white maid pre-made sucks. And we just ignored him and then proceeded to go 3-0 in mm -hmm. the next like seven minutes. And he was just like... 
Is just waiting for him to say something. He didn't Listen, say anything. What you're not realizing is this guy is probably sitting at his computer like, see, I lit a fire under them. That's why they picked it up. And we're <laughs> like, oh no, no, no. But yes, one thing I wanted to agree with he you. He did kind of I mean, to be fair, he did kind of light a fire under me. I tried just a little bit harder at that point. Like I was like, I'll show you. <laughs> see? So it worked. Shouldn't yeah, tell Bob's that. a smooth, a smooth brain. Yes. Those types of things work, you know? Yeah. See, I feel like I would try less hard. Be like, fine, <laughs> whatever. I'm not gonna reward that behavior. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I wanted to say with Yip's point about writing functional goals is none of their goals have an actual like measurable component to them. Like, how do you measure your progress towards emulating the design pillars and intentions of original Burning Crusade game systems, right? Like, they're not anything yeah, that you can... it's your interpretation of it, because nobody's left there that was the original design pillars. Well, and what I'm saying is that you can't write goals that you can't measure and achieve. And that's what our point was about them being, like, philosophies and visions, right? Like, a goal has to be, like, measurable, achievable... Um, you know, like there has to be certain components to a goal. You can't just throw around the word goal. Yeah. So yeah, the the they're talking. Yeah, they're talking about design philosophies. These aren't these aren't goals. Like a goal would be. So some of the result of the last one, uh, would be better rephrased as goals. Because again, I think that they were trying to justify what was going on. But say, hey, we want outdoor PvP. We want you know open world PvP to be about fifty fifty deaths on. Alliance and Horde. Mm -hmm. uh, we want we want to see a twenty percent increase in Alliance queuing up during this test period. Like these well, are. I mean, things they could even change like <laughs> same faction battlegrounds will be allowed by the matchmaker, and they could change that to same faction battlegrounds will be allowed by the matchmaker to achieve a ten minute or less queue time for all, all parties queuing for battlegrounds. Right, like that would be a goal. And I'm actually going to bring up something that's a little different. Sorry, to, unless you want to do more goals stuff. No. Okay, but I'm bring up something a little different that is, that is counter to the Alliance. And actually, I'm kinda, I kind of feel sorry for the Horde. So if the matchmaker is taking a, a little more time to find a same, a uh, same, or to find an opposite faction, group that means the horde queues are a little bit longer so we found out uh we found out just uh what was it tuesday night or was it wednesday night but we found out that we could actually take two groups of five oh, yeah. and queue simultaneously and almost every time got the same pop. And if and if it didn't pop at the same time, we could just hide. But we literally never had to do that. We yeah, just it, it wasn't just almost in. every time. It was literally it every, was every time. Literally every time. Every yeah. time we were able to bring in. And we weren't bringing in a full pre-made. And I think it gets harder the more people you try to bring in. Uh, but bringing 10 into a 15-man, 100% uh, of the time, we were able to do that. Um, in, order to, in order to counteract how bad it makes us sound that we did that, we lost the majority of our games doing it that way. <laughs> True. True. We did. I think, well, I think that was more due to too many cooks in the kitchen. We didn't have like a solid voice, you know, leading the group. Yeah. But it, I mean, I just mean like our, our pre-made again, our, our PVE players who are 
are kind of messing around. If we were all these resilience like geared people and we were pre-mating just smashing everybody, I'd feel a little worse about it. But really, we were all just kind of hanging out. (laughs) It wasn't like a serious cheating pre-made. But yeah, you were able to pretty easily get into the same game. My whole point is if the horde does have to, you know, maybe if this does go through and they do keep the fives, maybe it's not fair to have the you know to to like have the horde wait a little bit longer because I I should have talked to Ale and Meldra to see if they tried any of this, but I'm curious to see if Horde was able to accomplish the same goals getting in you know, like two groups or three Listen, groups. That's just an extra benefit you get from being <laughs> the smaller faction. I but the benefit of having more people is pretty huge. Like the benefit of pre-mates is huge. <laughs> I mean, that's a. I think that's a great point. I think it's a great point against this five man. Is if you, as long as you are able to uh, cheese this and get past it, then. It probably shouldn't be added. That's I think that that's sort <laughs> yeah, of. That's fair. I, I would just say I like it as, as you know me because I win, but I have to bring up, you know, I have to be fair because I feel like I feel like we've all been fair with the hordes with the horde side of it, regardless of what people have, have written us and stuff. I think we've been <laughs> fair, so I would need to keep being fair and point out that this is kind of a problem for them. Yeah. Um. And. Even even so, most games I was solo queuing, uh, there weren't. I didn't see this happening very much uh, horde side. So I think it probably is a problem on their side because if they could do <laughs> yeah. it, they would be doing it. Um, yeah, I think that previous, uh, previous to actually playing it, I did have a feeling that this was going to be an excellent change for casual people or solo queuers. You don't even have to be casual to be a solo queuer or just like queuing with five or less people. Uh, it does make games much easier to win when you're not just facing down horde premids the whole time. Uh, Alliance do give up less often, uh, might, maybe because of the next change as well, too. But I think also just because you see a full premade on the other side and you just literally give up. People will AFK from the beginning. And I don't mean slash AFK. I mean, sit at stables and pretend they're right. AFK. And <laughs> they're defending. Speaking of which, guys... Um... Please report people that are constantly spamming the B, the BG with you suck and you should have done this when they could be fighting. Report them. I, I reported a number of people. I got three different emails saying that actions were taken on my reports. I don't know which reports went through, but I reported people that were just sitting there spamming chat, standing there, not doing anything. And it's just like, less type, more fight. You know, like, yes, we're we're not gonna win them all, and like to like berate somebody is not the way to do it. Like the way to do it, say what you want to say. Maybe they listen, maybe they don't, but get back in the fight. I don't know if Horde Side deals with that a lot, but I know that Horde Side de- dealt with it back in the TBC days because I had to say the same thing: stop typing, more fighting, and just yeah. like just. But re- use the 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 report function because I don't know three three people got actioned on my reports so now, yeah I, I, I don't think know there's there's also the opposite side of what we were just talking about before though where alliance don't give up as quickly but I also think horde 
give up a little bit easier now, right? Like it's not as important for them to win this BG because it's not going to be an hour and a half before they get into a next one. And so if they start to lose, you see that they don't like, they're not like crazy pushing. It turns out. It's definitely weird because like, sorry, it's definitely weird because it might just be me. I'm a one person in a small cog in a huge, in a huge wheel, but I've definitely killed a lot more AFK hordes when we're when we're when we're winning the game than ever before. Like just sitting at like graveyards in Eye of the Storm. Yeah, despite the toxicity online, it turns out that the way players play isn't because they're hoarder alliance. It's because of a top-down game design. When you have fast queues, you're more likely to give up. When you have an overpopulated server, even on the alliance ones that are overpopulated, you're gonna viciously gank horde. Uh, the same way that Horde viciously gank alliance and overpopulated servers. It's almost as if it's (laughs) problems with the game and not problems with the players themselves because everyone is just seeing the same thing uh, now that Horde have the same situations as the alliance. So I think it's I think it's clear that it has always sort of just been uh, the, the same situation. And the beautiful part of us doing this podcast and Mel and I have being Horde before and everything is that we bring on a bunch of Horde guests and, you know, you realize these are cool people that you really like, that you I mean, would love to hang out with. If they were Alliance, <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, they're still, they're still okay. You, but you, <laughs> but you realize like there's cool people on both sides. There's dicks on both sides. Like that's just the, that's just, just the way it is, you know, but it's kind of neat that we get to interact with so many different Horde players, whereas I think a lot of people that play the game don't. It's also like the group mentality, right? Like, if you're out questing and get attacked by the opposite faction and your whole faction comes and tries to save you, you're probably going to do that when they get attacked, right? If you're out questing... And the opposite faction comes and attacks you, and all of your faction runs away. That's probably what you do, right? It's just like you learn in the culture that you're in, and the you know way that people are acting, and you abide by those social norms. And we set those social norms. Yeah, my last point yeah. on destroying premades, uh, which is why I was bringing up these goals earlier too, to be able to reference back to them. I, I would be very interested to hear how the destruction of the ability to pre-made emulates the design pillars and intentions of the original Burning Crusade (laughs) game systems. How strange. I I faintly remember pre-mating almost exclusively in the Burning Crusade. So I'm confused about how this is emulating design pillars and the intentions. Were were we never supposed to be able to pre-made? Or does this actually not match the goal that they set forward? Just a thought. <laughs> that yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, just a thought. Uh, I feel the same way about this next one, but if you want to take that one, all right. Well, let's assume. let's go on to the next one because it's been juicy and oh, I hate to say it, but I've been enjoying the hell out of it. So we're adding an enlistment bonus for the alliance players who participate. So we didn't know what this meant at first, but what it means is. You're just getting a little loot box. It's a little bit of gambling thrown in here. Don't maybe don't want to say the word gambling, but I mean, I guess it's not gambling because you're not really paying for it. You're winning for it, so it is 
it is not pay to win, but you're gambling your time on the fact that you may or may not win the BG. That's how I feel about it, because I've gone I've gone two hours without soul queuing. I've lost a lot and I've had strings. Oh, see, I've won so much. Like if I lose one, I make sure not to, like I make sure to queue a different one yeah. at that point because yeah. I want to like get away from those whiny alliance players that just Try to tell everybody, oh, you should always get three bases in Eye of the Storm. Oh, you should always get two in Flag. No, you should play it by ear and do whichever one is working. Which, by like, the way, two in Flag is easier. <laughs> I just want to throw out there, no matter what anyone says, when both of your graveyards are equidistant from the third point that you're trying to take, which is mid, it's easier than having weirdo cross graveyards having graveyards across the bridge so that the hoarder spawning on one side but then if you take them over they're going to spawn across the, it just it literally is easier i've seen so many like alliance and horde doing this where they're just like they're just a zerg of 12 players just moving from base to base while the you know the other factions just zerging right behind them taking base to base as they just go in a circle and then one person on one of the teams or the other is the one actually grabbing the flag and turning it in. It's just like, guys, you need to leave people to defend. Defending sucks. It's what I actually end up doing when I'm solo or duo queuing is because, like, no one's going to do it. Like, so I just end up doing it. And it actually ends up helping win games because I'm pretty beefy at this point. So I can, you know, hold off two two people before, you know my call out and call out when there's in, when there's incoming like other than AV though I the storm is definitely the alliance kind of dominated uh battle at least for I would us say. yeah, uh, it, yeah it at seemed, least for what we've well, seen well i mean i mean solo queuing i did a lot of solo queuing of a lot of EGs cuz i had a lot of honor to grind uh, and it did seem like uh i the i mean it didn't just seem like i the storm was definitely the easiest to win also the easiest to lead Arathi Basin, Alliance still AFK all the time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Warsong Gulch is just really difficult to win because I was queuing into a Warsong. I queued into a Warsong. Ten people go to Warsong Gulch. There were six mm-hmm. rogues and zero healers against a team <laughs> with three healers. We couldn't win. We try- <laughs> and Every just no battleground way. I queue into, there is six or more druids. Like, every <laughs> oh, single druids one. druids everywhere. But... Uh, a Rathy Basin's weird because you really have to have someone spinning flag at all time. And who do you have spin flag? And then sometimes three of the five people in the fight will be spinning flag. And that's no good. Yep. You know, like, and so that's why, that's why uh, Eye of the Storm is, is neater because you really just have to have more people on the point to start taking it. But everybody can partake in the fight where a Rathy Basin, I love it, but... It's probably not my favorite now just because of that, because you always have to have the spin. It was my favorite when I was a rogue, just because I could stealth do so much stuff. I could stealth cap so many bases. I could guard bases solo super easy. You know, so it's funny because Arathi Base has always been my favorite, but Eye of the Storm is definitely as a as a warrior my my all-time fave now. Oh okay. But here, let's talk about yeah, the boxes. boxes though. Uh they they're whatever honestly they're so they're so whatever they i don't the problem is i i didn't want them to go too crazy but i i literally don't know what the point of they of them are they are not a i don't find them to be an incentive to pvp if you don't want to pvp 
you're not going to be having a good time getting these loot boxes. I don't know. I was more incentivized to PvP, to be honest. But you're our, you're a PvPer though. Like with your druid. Right. Yeah. Well, but here, let me point this out first though. So five hours of winning a lot of BGs. It was it was that same night that we did the pre-made, and then you like we we lost a bunch as the duo group pre-made. And then you and I and three other people stayed up late night and did the five-man pre-made and just dominated, right? Yeah, that was incredible. With all the boxes that I made from that night, everything that I sold, I made 109 gold. So that's five hours, 109 gold. It's it's winning it's, a lot. You know, a, yeah, it's a nice little like drop in the pocket, like makes me feel better about spending that that much time. But you, I could have made of in five hours of grinding, I could have made at least bare minimum 150 gold an hour. So it's it's not affecting the economy as a lot of people are saying it is. I mean, you're also very unlucky. Right? Well, fit, no, 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 no. You got lucky. I've twice, opened so twice? many of these. Yes. I've only done like 10. And, and let me say, in that 109 gold, one of the boxes that I opened had three, is it mana thistle yeah. that sells yeah. for, f so 45 of, of that gold was uh, was the, the mana thistles. Now, I will say, the gold in the box, which could be anywhere from a gold 50 to like up to five gold, I did not factor that in. I don't know how much I made from the actual raw gold in the box, but I know how much I made from selling all the items that I got. So it was probably like around 150, 200 gold max. But for five hours, that's not going to affect the, the – that's not going to like blow up the, the economy. No. I don't know if it accomplishes its goal, but it's a nice perk, right? Because you are the, like, lesser faction. But I, I guess you're right. I don't know that it's going to accomplish the goal of sustaining Alliance queuing for BGs. I think that this data will show that more Alliance queued for BGs because it was the new hot thing. And they wanted to see it. Everybody was trying to see what yep. they could get out of it, what it was. Um, and I'm again, worried that they're going to take this data from a very small sample in a very short duration of time and say that, yes, this works. It makes Alliance more motivated to PvP, which is fine for me. But it's not like this is going to make a lot, make people switch to Alliance to PvP. It's not like anybody that's not going to PvP at all is going to do it for a loot box. Yeah, it's it's like it's pretty minimal. It's about as minimal as it could be. Uh, where it still is like, okay, like if you get mana thistles, you might be able to get, uh, you get some like a law token sometimes. Uh, you get, I mean, someone's gotten like badge of justice before. Uh, I've seen posts of that, but I've opened a lot of these things and I, I probably, I think I averaged four and a half gold total. Uh, I've never gotten mana thistles before. <laughs> I do not make a lot of money doing it. It barely covers my repair costs, uh, as a warrior in BGs. <laughs> So it it really was not uh, super exciting. Uh, I hate that I have to pick it up every time. <laughs> every time you I win. I do hate that gotta, part, too. I wish you got like up. a token. It should just appear in your inventory after nah, you win. it makes it fun. No, it's it's horrible. Um, so what doesn't make any sense to me now that we've read all of these, uh, and like you said, we don't even know if their goal is to 
you know, I mean, I, I assume it is because they do say that uh, alliance tend toward a lower participation rate uh, to BGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't really in their goal list. You would think you would say we would like to increase. Well, but hold on, though. Yes. Alliance participation. I don't know if you have. Well, I don't know if you've noticed this because you haven't been PVP for the last few weeks. But on white maids specifically, I'm not talking about any other server. It used to be like, you know, you have the little horde uh, queuing area and the little uh, the little alliance queuing area. Well, the horde area used to be packed all the time. It's still packed. But now the alliance queuing area is packed, too. And it was a little just, there'd be like four people standing there queuing. Like, and now it's just like. Right, because people didn't know what they were going to get from there. the boxes, So that's all. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this that could be it. Yeah, it goes back to what we were talking about last time, where when you have a short period of time, like Horde versus Horde, they're like, wow, look how many Horde were PVPing during the five-day test. Well, it's the only time they were able to PVP. Right. So, of right. course, they were. Um, I have a big problem with the way this test is being done. Because mm-hmm. to me, it sounds like, and I could be misreading this, um, but having the matchmaker take a little time uh, to find an opposite faction match is like an alliance buff, quote unquote. It's making the horde have to right. wait for alliance a little longer. Uh, groups will be restricted to a maximum of five players. I think we all agree, and even the horde were complaining that alliance premades were not the problem. Horde premades oh, yeah. were the problem. 100%. So this breaks up horde premades, making alliance want to try a little bit more. Uh, and then adding an enlistment bonus for Alliance. So three of these things, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take away the first one. Those last two major parts seem to be about Alliance participation in PvP. So why would they also still have same faction battlegrounds in this test? They should just be testing Alliance queuing up more and yeah, seeing if that helps fix variables. the queue. There's so many. Well, how do you even measure what the queue time would be with right. just That's alliance the incentives. They're changing too much at once, right? Where it's a classic you, blizzard though. You can't Even identify in Overwatch, they do that. But you can't identify what the like reason for the change is unless after this they take one away at a time and see if it changes it, right? But my biggest thing is that it's just like the goals that they listed. Like these are goals related to you know what we want to accomplish. These other things are supposed to say, hey, we want to increase alliance participation in BGs, when in reality, they're just saying, alliance, don't be pissy that we're giving Horde faster cues, right? Like, (laughs) they're trying to mitigate the pushback from alliance. That's why they're giving alliance these extra things. And they're just trying to come out smelling like a rose, (laughs) where everybody loves them. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I hate to go back to like, I, I don't think it's a valid excuse to just say, hey, this is a this is something that is a retail thing. But I think it's fair to say that the Alliance loot box is almost exactly the same as when LFG came out. Uh, actually, I think it was in Cata. They had to initiate a reward system for tanks and occasionally healers, depending on how many were queued up. You would get a reward bag if you queued up for uh, LFG solo as a tank, sometimes as a healer, in order to incentivize them to queue up for random dungeons more. 
So I'm confused about how this. Didn't you say that reward bag was way too? Did you say you got like the mount? I got or Baron Rivendell's mount out of it. Yeah. So you got. So I mean, that's a little too but, much. Okay. To be fair, I did hundreds of dungeons, <laughs> but you could get the 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 chance of getting those sick things was sick. But my point is. Address player concerns in a way that capture the spirit of the original game design and emulate the pillars and intentions of the original Burning Crusade game systems. That's all. That's <laughs> I, all. I'm glad they're testing incentives for Alliance case. because, again, I think we're we're beyond what they're outlining in their goals. We're already beyond the intentions and in original like game design. They should have just put those two middle ones in. They all they want to do is leverage modern tech to address modern issues, which pre-mates are not a modern issue, and then make surgical changes to the game to improve player experience. That's it. That's all they're doing. Those other like, oh, we want to capture the game spirit. Why are we why are we lying to ourselves about this? <laughs> they are just trying to address these issues uh, and they're doing it which surgically. Which is fine. Which, which is, is fine. totally fine. It's just yeah, like, that's like, my funny thing. that they added those other two things. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's totally fine if they would have just said that. I do appreciate them trying something different, though. I Like, I've got to give them that. Like, oh, whether no, or not I, I'm, I agree that. that it's smart or not, I appreciate them giving it a try. The messaging in this is also still better. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm also, you know, for their Monday morning, you know, staff meeting where they listen to Warcraft Reloaded, I'm trying to give them, you know, some constructive criticism and feedback. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Hey, guys. Happy to see you on Monday at the <laughs> Blizzard morning meeting. We know you're listening. If you'd we'll, like a little more we'll... information about smart goals, just hit me up. I got you. We still, we still love you. My last point on this entire thread uh, maybe it's not my last if people have more to talk about <laughs> i took a screenshot of this actually because i was looking at it on my phone uh right before the podcast and this is a comment i'm not going to name any names but here's a comment on the wowhead thread about these changes that were implemented keep in mind yep we're talking about wowhead. like 10 or less gold per hour from these loot boxes uh and then they broke down pre-maze which should help everybody involved it's amazing how uncreative Blizzard have become when addressing a problem, a.k.a. something something poor mower over the Alliance faction. Player community. What about Horde? Blizzard? Yep. No need to change anything. The mud huts are still standing. Hey, Horde versus Horde, reducing your queues. <laughs> this is such right. all these PvP changes are such insanely Horde favored for Horde to complain about a tiny loot box that contains four total gold for having to win a battleground is like right. how how like how in your own Horde echo chamber can you be that you honestly think that mm -hmm. you're getting the worst side of these PvP changes? Yeah, right. Bro, I also you can would go out care. in the world and farm much easier than we can. That's so, true. I also would not make, care if they had a. You could make five times as much. Yeah, if even if they had something like our little enlistment bonus, like. Do you think that them having it as well as us having it is going to motivate Alliance less to do it? None of it even matters if there's Horde versus Horde. Um, I think right. the problem is, is that like, there's no reason to incentivize Horde to do more because it just makes the problem worse, which is why I would have liked to see a trial of just incentivizing Alliance. Because if Horde queues were 15 minutes, 
this past weekend for a Rothy Basin weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, incentivizing the Alliance to just play more throughout the week with with a loot box and with not running into pre-mades mm-hmm. more often. I want to see if that alone, what the queue times would have averaged out for Horde across this week. That would have been interesting. For sure. But now we won't really know. And maybe they'll try to say that we do know. Uh, but the reality is we <laughs> won't know. They'll they'll say yeah. something like, oh, well, this many Alliance were queued, blah, blah, blah. But, they won't have real numbers because everything's different because of horde versus horde matchmaking. It's also yeah. muddied. Uh, it's just a, it's just weird. Uh, I appreciate them trying a lot of different things. They could easily just implement horde versus horde, and it's not like yeah. there's anything we could do Tell about us to it. deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and and my last, my, I guess my my last last point is in this they talk about how the discrepancy between horde versus alliance populations isn't as bad as. Uh, people make it sound, but they're that, that's just so disingenuous. They know that's not true. It's, I mean, it's it's absurdly bad because they're including PVE, PVE servers. servers? Yep. Yeah, they shouldn't be. Like it should be right. two separate things. PVE servers are dominated by Alliance. PVP servers are dominated by Horde. That's what it's I'm saying. Just a fact, and it's a big domination. But they're they're stating the fact that agrees with their point, and yep. they're not including the details that we all know are true, and not everybody knows they're true, right? But like we know they're true. We know that PvP is more populated by Horde and PvE is more populated by Alliance. Now, that's not every single server, but as a whole, you put them all together, there's more Horde than Alliance, right? Um, and I think that's the problem. But again, they're at least attending to us and making changes and trying to make it a more pleasant experience for both Horde and Alliance. And so I do appreciate the effort. A yeah. for efforts. Let me end us out with something I think all of you can agree with, and I think the listeners at home can agree with, and hopefully Blizzard at your Monday morning meeting, you might agree with this. Just double honor games, dude. Like, come on, just double honor games and double bonus honor. So like not kills honor, double bonus honor so that the in- the emphasis is on winning the game not being in the fight that might make people actually guard because winning the game means more than you being in the fight getting yeah. that cuz i mean an eye of the storm where i guard i'm probably losing 75 honor to mm-hmm. 100 honor that i could have got if i was in the main fight if right, you which is a lot of the motivation for bonus, people not to stay yeah and if play you the double bonus then then people are going to be like, okay, I'll guard. Like, because mm-hmm. the bonus honor is way more important than the kills honor. Maybe I'll just go ahead and guard. And that's good. So just double the honor. Like, it really is the grind to get all of your gear is absurd. So just make it a little more appealing. And yeah, I think we could all agree that that would be a good change. It was a lot. It took it was a lot. Um, I think that people have this weird misconception about how much honor alliance can grind, but it's really not that many that much honor per hour. Like, it, like even even when things were imbalanced, the amount of honor per hour you could get as alliance when you're running into horde premades like exclusively, honestly was was pretty abysmal still too. Abysmal, so yeah. I, it, it's it's a really rough grind. Yeah, Ale came on uh, count uh, countdown when when you were on it last uh, or this week at the start of the week. It was like I've been doing it on my alliance, dude. It's been abysmal, you know. That was before this test started, but I mean, it's you know, like the grass is always greener on the other side. Like you, 
I guess like we'll just end it at that. We're gonna move on because we could talk about this for hours. Well, I saw an interesting thread as as a last thing. I saw an interesting thread, and I I don't know if it's true or like where it came from. Uh, but someone has a screenshot of the costs of items, and he showed that at launch the costs of the PvP items were cheaper than they are now. And uh, I don't have any definitive proof of anything, but he had a screenshot and he showed an old comment of his where he outlined the fact that he could get his entire five piece blue set plus the 20 Brazil trinket, uh, the the better, you know, (laughs) CC trinket removal uh, for only eighteen hundred and fifty extra honor than the 75K cap. And he showed a screenshot of those items being worth less than they are now. And that was really bizarre because I I didn't check like week one. Um, but it was like the 12K items, like the gloves were only 10K. And then like the 18K items were like 15 or 16K. Uh, and it was I just thought that was really bizarre. And I, I don't know what happened. That there. actually I think that was from make, beta, right? Hold on, hold on. No, no. That actually would make complete sense because at the start of launch, we had uh, we had season two. Uh, uh, honor rings in so I wonder if it was like because I'm pretty sure with each season all of that other gear goes down in price so I, I wonder it, I if we were gold. on the season two some of it I believe the blue set goes to gold in season three oh, I season could be three. wrong that, could, that definitely could be the case well but this could be that those were the prices for season two and that's what they were set on that first like day or two before they caught it. The thing is, he wasn't just claiming that they were cheaper. He said on his main, he bought the entire set. Like he he went through it and he knows for a fact they were cheaper because he bought them on his main with the 75K saved up. And I just thought that was interesting. I don't know well, uh, what's up Le with Carpetron, that. Uh, Le Carpetron from our guild, who we trust and know, does say he can confirm that the belt price went up. That's interesting. Uh, I I don't like I don't there certainly weren't any patch notes on that. Yeah, my guess is that they were like with that rig problem, they were set to the actual prices during season two and not during season one. People got away with it. (laughs) This is all speculation, folks. We have no idea if we're right or wrong. You could you could send us your actual evidence. We'd love to see. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely something to think about. But that I think covers. Yeah, I think we can move on. We can move on to the Midsummer Fire Festival and Spirit of Competition in Burning Crusade Classic. So this is something I participated in way back when. I got my tabard today. You just have to win a BG and you get the tabard. Now, I want anybody who knows to write into me. The tabard that I got today... I, f- I feel strongly that it does not look anything like the tabard that I got in Burning Crusade. I feel like the tabard I got in Burning Crusade was like super white instead of like a uh, more of a off white that the tabard is I got today. And the the Olympic rings in the middle were like pretty sketchy. Like it was a pretty ugly tabard. But the tabard that I got today... Feels like the higher res version that they maybe added in the game later, because it looks actually pretty cool, and I'm wearing it now. But 
I don't remember it having the edges or anything. And so I'm just curious about that. I mean, that. would you but, be upset if they added in like a better version of the tavern? No changes. <laughs> oh, God. I'm I'm just curious because I was like, oh, this actually looks good because I remember it just looking horrible. Like somebody just, they got the non-artist in the office to just make a tavern real quick type of deal. But I could be completely wrong and remembering wrong. But just to tell everybody about what the Midsummer Fire Festival is, it's an ev- it's an event. There's a whole bunch of different things you can get. If you are level seventy, I would say do your do your dailies every day because it's a almost twelve twelve gold a pop on each of them, and they're pretty easy except for the flame torch toss thing. If there's multiple people doing it, it is a pain in the ass. But uh, <laughs> Like the first one's not, you only have to do it like four times, but then the daily is like 10 times. And it's like, okay, you have to keep running to these different spots and tossing it. But the other one's super, super easy. It's an easy way to get, you know, if you have multiple tunes at 70, it's just an easy way to get free gold. There are things that you can't get later, like the, the, the brazier of dancing flames is a little thing where... This little, I don't know if it's a girl or what it is or a nymph or whatever, but it dances around. It's it's something you can buy with the currency you get from the dailies and from the quest. This also comes with a a hoon who is a a uh, optional boss in the slave pens. He actually drops gear equivalent to the badge to the badge vendor. You can do him once a lockout in. Uh, her once a raid ID in heroic and once a lockout in regular. So should definitely check it and out for all you tanks out there. Every everything in there, all of the necks. So the necks only drop from uh, heroic. So you can do it once per day for a neck. You can do it five times. You can have a whole group and go summon them five times in normal if you want. Uh, but he doesn't drop the the neck and maybe not the scythe. I'm not sure about the scythe. Uh, but the necks are badge equivalent, like you said, unless you're a tank. There is a neck that's unbelievable that a lot of people need to go do this immediately on. So the badge neck normally is like 19 agility, 33 stamina, and uh, like 22 defense, something like that. Well, this one, the same defense, same stamina, except it's 19 hit rating. There's no oh, neck wow anything like this out right now in this phase of content uh it's actually unbelievable that this is in the game right now uh for us uh so you should be trying to do this every day if you're at least a warrior tank i don't know i don't know about it uh, i don't think drew is a as hard of a time for hit as we do uh, but warrior tanks have a really hard time with hit uh, unless you're incredibly lucky with your gearing uh but it's 19 hit on a neck with defense stats and stamina on there there's there's nothing else uh, that's going to give you that benefit uh, currently in the game. So it is very much worth doing. And I haven't done it myself yet, but I hear that it is doable while in PvP spec. You don't need like a real tank to be able to just go in and do just that boss. So if you have four friends who also might want those necks and don't feel like doing a full slave pens, you can just all go in there, kill them, and then walk out because I think he's like in the first room or something. And let's be fair, slave pens is super easy, it's super like, to easy do regardless. But- so it's just so boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Yamsearch also mentions that if you seek out as many of the elders as you can, they give you coins that you can turn in and you can get the second best healing and mana region. Wait, food. I thought that was 
No, I thought that was a different event. The elders. Yeah, that's a different event. The I elders and the coins and all that stuff. Okay. I was just am reading I crazy? Twitch chat. Am I, am I wrong? I thought it was a I don't know. event as well. Too. Yeah, and in chat, uh, Vol4 could, like, helps me confirm what I thought. That's the yeah, other... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 was was mixed up. It's a, it's a different lunar event. Festival. You can't get It's buffs. the Lunar Festival that the elders yep. appear for. And you can get buffs too. We'll put it all in the show notes. There's there's a lot of different stuff you you could do. There's you can go to if you're horde, you can go to, to Stormwind. I've killed a bunch of uh, horde in Stormwind today while doing the dailies um, because you have to steal the other person's flame. So if you're alliance, you go to the Undercity, and so that's kind of interesting. Like uh, so. There's a whole bunch of different stuff you could do. We'll put it in the notes for anybody that wants to check it out. But you should definitely do the uh the uh the ahun summon because it is really good. Is the enchant that you get from that any good? The I Death don't Frost? believe so. Uh, Death Frost. No. I don't know. It like slows casting and attack speed by fifteen percent. I don't know if it's any good. But this is the only time you can get it. I believe. I just yeah, like I has a chance to good. inflict one hundred and fifty damage. Yeah, it's the only time you can get it, so you should try to go get it, but I, I don't think anybody uses it. Yeah, just in case, like, I don't think anybody used it in TBC, but who knows? Like, there's a lot of stuff being figured out that was different or wrong, so maybe it turns out to be really good, so why not grab it? Somebody said that the 3% crit buff from the bonfires can be used in raids. Oh, Get those oh, world buffs out of here. Well... That's uh, uh, there's also buff like buff food and stuff too. Uh, so there's there's a whole bunch. We might talk about it more later when we actually understand. But the food buff and stuff like that is the same as the Valentine stuff. Fourteen days, but I believe they've put the change in now that actually makes it so you can't save those forever on an alt. <laughs> so it used to be in game time that it would tick down, and I believe that it's changed to real time so i don't i think that'll be something you can only use for a short time all right guys let's move into bobby we need to have a talk about this world of warcraft classic do i look like i know what a wow token is I don't even I want to know start. how to start. I'll, I'll okay, start, start. Not with my point, but just a uh, legitimate warning. Uh, we are going to be talking about the lawsuit that involves sexual harassment, a lot of sexism, discrimination going on in Blizzard. Might not be down for that conversation or feel like hearing about that. Uh, now that that's pretty much how we're ending the show. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you're not interested in hearing about that, uh, feel free to tune out. We're not going to go into like super graphic detail about a lot of the stuff that was going on. I don't think uh, you can read all about it. Uh, there's a Polygon article. There's all kinds of articles, honestly, if you look it up right we'll, now. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, link, we'll link a couple articles in the show notes, too. Yeah, so if you're not down to hear about this, uh, which is totally understandable, uh, then definitely a good time to tune out. So that's the only way I'm starting it. Out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So basically, OK, so there's been a lot, you know, over the past couple of years has been a lot of like he said she said type of things talking about sexual harass harassment specifically content creators at events um there's been people who have been 
you know, it's been proved wrong, it's been proved right, or it's just there's no proof or anything. But this is a little different because this is the state of California um, actually coming after after Blizzard, and they let it be known. We didn't know this. I guess Blizzard did know this, but we didn't know this. It's an investigation that's been going on for over two years, and there's a lot of really... Uh, if true, a lot of really vile and scary things that were said in here and a lot of like a specific big name announced in it. I don't even know where to really start. Like all I know I mean, is I can that. Start. Okay. You start. Cause like it's, it just feels weird for me to talk about it, but I've, it like I just don't know how to feel. Like I feel like if this happened, like I'm just it really upsets me to the core. But Mel, you go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I want to start with I do I don't think that there's any doubt that there's legitimacy to these claims. Like, yes, I agree that you know they need to go through the justice process and stuff. But I I think that for them to get enough evidence to have a two-year investigation to put these claims out. I don't think there's any doubt that there's some, you know, legitimacy to this. The The other thing that I want to start with is this is a very, very large company, and these things are happening there, and it's going to get a lot of news. But the sad thing is, is these things are happening everywhere, and nobody's going to do a two-year investigation on the little, you know, small company that these things are happening at it as well. So I, I just want to point out that this isn't something to be taken lightly. Do I think that you can take everything within the suit as 100% like happened and there's no argument? No, probably not. I think there are some things that on their own wouldn't have caused a two-year lawsuit, but they add to the environment and the culture that was developed in this situation. What I don't know is this is a suit towards Activision Blizzard, which is fine because I do think that they facilitated this culture being allowed, right? But you can't say everybody at Activision Blizzard was a part of this or was involved in this or knew about this, right? And you yeah, can't even, even say knew. every executive was a part or knew or did this. Now, the comments about HR not being an approachable <laughs> place where you could voice these comments without worry for your job, that's very upsetting to me, right? Like, that's HR's job <laughs> is to be that person that you can go complain to about something and they can help you work through that and not judge you. Like, that is HR's job. And that, like, <laughs> I'm not blaming HR, but I am. Because these things happen everywhere, and if you don't have some way to report this and to make these things stop when they do start, then... And to feel comfortable reporting them, too. Correct. That's what I'm saying, is like, it seemed like there was retaliation, and it seemed like it was just the expectation that you would not do that. And for that to be the case, then that's just facilitating this culture. And I don't know if... Maybe HR was being suppressed, right? Maybe the person at HR that did report this to the higher ups, they got fired, right? Like, I don't know that. And I want everybody to think about that when they're looking at this and pointing blame and pointing fingers is that 
it's not just one person, but it's not everybody. And there probably are people that were there that weren't doing any of this. And just because they were associated with this doesn't mean that that was how they acted. Um, That being said, I think that the fact that it was allowed to any extent and the fact that it was very high ups that were engaging in some of this behavior is extremely disappointing and extremely like repulsive, right? I, I guess that's the best word I could use for it is that I'm not the person that says every time somebody calls for sexual harassment that it should be legitimized, right? I do think that there needs to be some proof and I don't want people getting, you know, famous for being the girl that, you know, said this happened to me and they got fired, right? Like, I'm not saying that happens all the time. I'm just saying it does happen. And it's the reason that rape cases are so hard to prove is because it's a he said, she said, and there's a lot of sayers that are just saying it and they don't have any legitimacy behind it. And that's upsetting. And that hurts the people that it actually happens to. And that's not a good thing. But what you can do is you can blame Activision Blizzard for allowing this culture to spew and to spread over their company. And yeah, they probably didn't see everything. They probably didn't hear everything. But if you're the boss, you're responsible for everybody underneath you. And no matter what, what they do is a reflection of you. You get the credit when they do something great and you take the blame when they do something bad. And you have to know that going in and you have to develop rules and culture around what you're looking for. And I'll end my soapbox there. <laughs> well, and something you talked about rape. One of the things that was talked about in there is men at the office would op would Oh, would openly joke about rape. And it sounded like they were talking, like joking with her about raping her. But I don't think that that's what I'm, I'm guessing. I am speculating. I believe that it's the thing that I know each and every one of you who play WoW has heard or seen typed. People using the word rape as pwned or owned or mm -hmm. destroyed. Like they say, oh, I just got raped or, oh, I just raped them. If anybody ever does that, please just try and call them out and tell them not to do it. Because people, I have a lot of friends that are girls over my time in college and everything else. And they were raped. And that word cuts like a knife, whether it's used in different contexts or not. So my guess is that the people at the office might have been making jokes like if they got beat in a game or they beat someone in a game and they use that that word, just don't do it. To be honest, though, I don't even think it is the only reason Bob came up with that thought. He was very appalled by it. And I was the one that actually said, well, it could just be that they were making comments like this, like we hear in Battleground chat and stuff like that. Right. Like Bob didn't come up with that on his own. I don't want to. I thought that maybe they were doing it to her. And I was like, that is horrible. And then she pointed out people do it all the time. And I'm like, and she knows because I openly tell them not to use that word around me or I'm not going to hang out with them. Like I do it a lot because of all the friends that I've had that have had horrible things happen to them. And it's, it's, it's hard for me to talk about, but 
Just stop using that word. Owned, destroyed, killed is great. Right. The other thing I want to say about that, too, is that even if it is used in a, you know, non-intentional way to offend somebody, right? Even if that is the case, it stacks up on how the culture was built, right? Like, people may say that in, you know, general chat, right? Or battleground chat or whatever. But when you're at a workplace in a professional place, like that, there's a lot of things that you don't say. It shouldn't happen anywhere. It shouldn't happen anywhere. Correct. But even if you're the type of person that it does happen in a private atmosphere, it should definitely not happen at work. And I think Yip brought that point up too earlier when we were talking about it, is that it just shouldn't happen. I can't even imagine saying anything like that in a in a workplace. I think that's and I think that's the the biggest problem here. I mean, there are a lot of individual things going on here. Um, there were people who left the company quietly who have been there mm-hmm. since the beginning of WoW, uh, who have a lot of specific accusations. If you read the article, you'll find out who some of these people are. Uh, there are specific accusations against them. But I think a lot of the stuff about the uh, sexual harassment and the gender-based discrimination comes from what they are calling and what California is calling frat boy culture, where mm-hmm. they're literally acting like frat boys, using the same terminology and language. And uh, in a workplace, though, is where it gets un- unbelievably unacceptable um i have a few points on this and i think unfortunately i i think we have to call out uh sort of the the gaming culture in general i think that this is where this stems from where you get a lot of gamers together and they act like gamers unfortunately Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of these people who are kind of like the old guard who started these companies or were there from the beginning, set these cultures standards. Uh, I unfortunately, I watched this video today where maybe in 2010, I I personally might not have even seen what was wrong with this particular video. Uh, But it was at BlizzCon, I I think it was 2010. And a lot of the big names uh, were there. You have Ghostcrawler there still. Um, You have a lot of big names there, (laughs) executives. and a. Woman comes up to the microphone and says, hey, uh, you know, I would love I love we have a lot of strong women characters, but I would love to, you know, when when are they going to not look like they're coming straight out of Victoria's Secret catalog? And the reply that she got was, oh, what catalog should we get them from then? And they joke for about like three minutes about what catalog they should get them from and uh, how <laughs> how else would you see Sylvanas dressed? <laughs> and uh, you hear a lot of cheers from women when she asks that question. And then followed up immediately by a ton of boos from men in that situation. And I think that that culture just sort of needs to die. I think that it's, you know, it's okay if you want to see characters like that. But for one of your customers who genuinely loves your game to ask you a question like that and then for all of these executives to laugh it off they make jokes about sexy torrents and what catalog that would come from um without giving a legitimate answer i think that this is something that just exists and we could see it back then and we at the time i think though it was just so much more accepted i mean call of duty in high school i'm sure there are many things that i said back then that i would never even think about saying now so the culture needs to grow up from there and 
That's very different, though, from what's being accused in the in the the workplace: getting drunk, crawling through cubicles, harassing women. That's very different touching. from like, a very pretty girl in a game. Because okay, it's when, different. W- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When was the last time you saw a male character in the game with a beer belly like I've got? You Reinhardt? don't see it. You you uh, see no. Reinhardt's is oh, buff. You sad. see buff dudes, buff, awesome looking dudes that but I would love not to in look bikinis. like. You know, like well, I, this true. even true. this even oh, points oh, to the fact point. that we Bob and I at one point both had the same cloth pants yep. in World of Warcraft. No, 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 no. He, chest, chest. Oh, chest. He put his chest on, and it's this like long robe, right? Yes, yeah, like a total I put robe, the same right? chest on, and it literally is like. A bikini, and I'm like, that's what is a good happening? point. Like, yeah, and that's in the original. Wow, that's a good point of actual I, discrimination. I, I do want to cut that really quick because that's not my point. My point isn't right. about that being bad. It's more specifically about laughing off the concerns of. Uh, well, and that's what I was going to. Are true, are and they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah. So we, they shouldn't have done. That's that. what I was going to point out, though, is that. I don't think that's Yip's point is that it was more so that this is a culture that has been growing for a long time and this is where it started and here's where we are today. And I think that we need to be very careful about this whole like culture shift of being like the cool place to work and the fun place to work and you get to do this and you get to do that and not still providing a professional and accepting environment. And there are a lot of women that love gaming more so now, okay, outwardly more so now than maybe ever before, right? Because women in gaming before was laughed off. And there are a lot more women who are in the scene who are doing what, you know, they want to do. And they're trying to be accepted into this community. And so I am sure there are a lot of women that are accepting this because they just want to be a part of the team, right? And that's what sucks. And it's like, it's also a point that the gaming industry is still kind of new. Like, okay, so I I worked at IT for, for 15 years and like the IT industry isn't like super new, but like companies that purely work in IT are fairly new. So I started for a startup company and... One of these posts hit home because they talked about uh, the male the 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 male workers playing games the entire day and then putting their work on the on the the women subordinates and just not working the entire day. Well, I actually had a similar thing happen to me at the startup company that I was at. We had about thirty five employees. My boss would literally play Call of Duty in the back room at a, with a big old pro projection screen and he would play with the other bosses and not do any work for for at least four hours every day and it made us so mad and like i can't even imagine if you're like factoring in oh they're doing it because i'm a a a a woman i bet you're even more mad you know like i was mad as a male getting getting pushed around right the difference is is at that office think of this situation at that office you're the woman and somebody who works right next to you in the same role as you as a man and they're playing Call of Duty too, and you're not. Yep. And yep. that I think is the difference. And I think that 
there is also something to be said about, you know, equal pay and equal rights and all of that. And that's a much larger conversation that I think is not just a blizzard conversation. But I do think that there is something within the video game world that women are trying to get a foot in the door and maybe sacrificing some of their beliefs to get that foot in the door. And in result, we get this. And honestly, it's this it's the same in the I in in the 15 years that I worked at I in IT. The 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 women coming into the field had to be perfect and awesome. Whereas yeah. some of the dudes like they barely knew what the freaking hell they were doing. Like you could ask them questions and they were like, oh, I don't know, I'll Google that real quick. You know, like, but the every 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 woman that I met in IT was a badass. And I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I got lucky. I I started my job and I was able to have a very strong woman mentor. And I could tell she was same, jaded. Same with about yeah, same with my first job. I could tell that my mentor was jaded about males <laughs> to an extent, right? Like she had to work her butt off to get to where she was, but she paved the way for me. And it wasn't hard for me. I did not encounter a lot of that. And but I can see it. And I could see it more and more as I grew and developed and, you know, climbed the ladder. And I thank God every day that I had this mentor that could teach me, like, don't accept this. Don't accept that. Like, this is what you deserve. And it never seemed like a huge mountain to climb for me because she had already climbed it. And my field is, you know, predominantly women, but the predominant leaders in the field are men. Um, the old school leaders, right? Like they're all men. And that's hard, right? And I think it was funny. We had like a they came out with this like women's conference, right? <laughs> and everybody laughed at it. Like all the males laughed at it because they were like, Well, you guys are like majority women, anyways. And it's like, but we're not majority women at the top, right? Like, yes, the field is consisted of majority women, but the top of the field is majority men. And that's a problem. Like, how do we have a field that is majority women and everybody in charge is man? Um, but I think that there's there's a lot to dive into here. And I don't want to go into everything because I don't think that's what our podcast is about. But yeah, I, I do think that we need to talk about what do you, what effect do you think this has on the community and the culture? Here, hold on, hold on. Before you get to that, let me just do my last thing here. One of the other posts was 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 males content continually scaring and grabbing girls at their sides or on their shoulders, guys. That was something we learned not to do in high school. You shouldn't be doing it at work. Like that 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 one was weird for me too. It's just like, why are you touching anybody at work? Like like I like I have to be extremely close with a girl that's a friend to actually touch her in any way. So why do you think it's okay to touch somebody who's an acquaintance at work? I don't get it. Like, I watched Asmund Gold's thing where he 
where he was talking about this whole post, and he's like, well, you know, in orientation, they didn't tell me I couldn't shit on the floor. So wh- why am I getting into trouble? Because you know you can't shit on the floor from, like, from preschool. You know, like, these are things that you should already know. And that's the last thing I I I wanted to put on that. So, Mel, you were saying, like, how this affects the community. And, yep, you had a, a reply. Well, no, I actually had a lot of grandstanding to do. I was kind of waiting my turn to uh, go for it. some of my... <laughs> Some of my points. So I want to bring it back to the community again, because even last week we talked about a leak that is probably not real was our conclusion, but it could have been. And uh, they, they talked about being frustrated with woke culture at Blizzard. And uh, I just thought that that was interesting. And I see it in the community a lot where and this is more retail. Wow. Than classic. Wow. Where people talk about woke culture infiltrating Blizzard. and what they mean by that is inclusivity is infiltrating Blizzard and they don't like it. Right. Uh, that's the, the truth of it. And I, on a lot of these Reddit threads about this particular issue, um, there were some very odd points being made that I saw a lot about how this is super hypocritical of Blizzard because they don't allow this sort of behavior in game, but they allowed it at their workplace. But to me, that sounds more of like an argument, like you're upset that you couldn't act that way in game. Right. Uh, obviously, this real world stuff is, is, is horrifying, but I don't think it's necessarily like hypocritical, as in Blizzard should allow this in game <laughs> because they allow it. I, I think that that is just right. so, to, two entirely separate points. Um, I think right now, and sort of to answer what you're talking about as far as the effect in the community, I've already seen a ton of people canceling their WoW subscriptions. Uh, a lot of people are boycotting the company, and I think that there's merit in boycotting the company, but I also think there's merit in not. Um, so first, obviously, this kind of outcry happens somewhat during the Hong Kong stuff that was going on, um, and we we saw some people leave because of that. I think that this will probably cause more people to leave because this is absolutely some horrifying stuff. Uh, I think if you want to boycott and cancel your subscription, that's totally fine. A lot of people might think about this being like, can you remove art from the artist kind of situation? But I don't even think it's that because at the same time, there are a lot of people working at Blizzard um, who love WoW, who've put their heart into the game, who are not horrible. There are there are there's a lot of people I talented, know personally yeah, that are, I'm almost positive were not involved in any. There of are this. talented women at Blizzard who have worked on WoW, and uh, for me personally, I think that keeping my money in WoW but but demanding better of them from Blizzard um, is kind of where where I'm at. I will not be canceling my well subscription. Put. I thought about it because this is horrendous, uh, but at the same time, there are there are wonderful people there who are not part of this, like Bob was saying. Um, I mean, we had someone on a few weeks back before the, for the tournament. We had great people on uh, who don't seem yes. like they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're frat people who are participating in this at all. Uh, so there are dedicated people who also internally want to see this change at Blizzard too, no doubt. Yeah. Um, during the Hong Kong stuff, employees were actively protesting as well too uh, during that thing as well. So... I think it's okay to not cancel your subscription. I think it's okay for you to cancel your subscription. Um, 
there are a lot of people who work at these companies, but we need to demand better from the executives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the executives are, like I said, from that like 2010 thing, these are people who are in that culture. Um, I'm really sad, um, especially because there's something I always thought was really cool about early WoW. Uh, one of them is Jeff Kaplan. Uh, and the other one who, again, Jeff Kaplan isn't named in any of this, uh, but I've always considered him the same as, um, as uh, who I know is, as Furrer, who's the person who apparently they would call the Cosby Suites. They would, yeah, but they would call it, the, the, apparently in this, uh, they called his, his apartments the Cosby Suite, which is horrifying. But I always thought there was something really cool uh, about like an overall gaming community where you can go back and look at Jeff Kaplan's post. It's like a famous rant now. Okay. But okay, hold on though. Cause you kind of like put Jeff Kaplan in there that did the Cosby suite. He's not saying Jeff Kaplan. Yeah, not Jeff the Kaplan. Furrer is. Alex cool, cool. Afrasabi is uh Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everybody guy. knew that. <laughs> uh, read the article. If you're listening to us right now, you should read the article. Uh, so you have the full context of what we're talking about. Um, but both of them were EverQuest players. And I always thought that, that was really cool. Uh, because it felt like Jeff we had was one this... of the most toxic EverQuest players <laughs> in history. Yeah. Going back to your point of like saying things you wouldn't say at an older age. And there's some like lore. There's like it's like real life lore that I always thought was cool. Like Jeff Kaplan was was Tiggle. He was Tiggle of Legacy of Steel and EverQuest. And now he's working on on WoW. And he's someone who helped develop this game. And Furr, who unfortunately left the company last year, he was my my uh, bingo you guys know bingo he would always he's a huge everquest player and would always follow the fires of heaven forums and that is the guild that that fur who left the company and has all these accusations against him uh was in and it's disappointing to me because it's like we have this cool community we have this sort of connection through gaming and i think that everyone just needs to do better that's why i want to kind of focus it on the community because being inclusive and bringing people in is a good thing. When I see people complaining about woke culture where, oh, they have, they have more uh, hairstyles for different ethnicities than retail wow now and people are complaining about that sort of thing, I think we need to finally move past this. It's time to... That's what, another reason why I would like to stay a part of this community because it's bigger than just Blizzard and what the executives are doing where right. we can have functional change. When I joined... Varkflocken, I didn't know what it would be like, but I was not going to be put up with anybody acting crazy, making racist jokes. I wasn't going to be down for anything like that. And I think we have a really a good community now because of the sort of uh, denial of, of that sort of like gamer culture. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that there are it was cool to have those sort of gaming connections with these people. There's like lore where they were gamers just like us. Uh, but it's just sad to see that this is the sort of situation that's going on with these game companies. I doubt it's just Blizzard. I've heard a lot of horror yeah. stories from tech companies, Silicon Valley companies. Um, so I'm sure it across the board it's like that. But people need to be better. And I think that if you're not boycotting, uh, you should be demanding better from Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be demanding better. We need to see something better from Blizzard, right? And the PR comments that they've given so far have been more insulting than helpful. Um, And I think that's kind of the result of this, right? Is that their comments 
and I know they're not going to admit to everything, but if they do, they will keep more people around. If they admit that they're sorry, they allowed this culture or this situation to brew underneath them and they're demanding change and, you know, letting certain people go and saying, you know, we need to portray this. I think that that would go a long way. I think them playing the innocent card is going to destroy them. I kind of want to just get out of this conversation, but I'm going to end it with the execs at, at, at Blizzard should listen to their own advice. And the, the famous quote from Overwatch, and it's the quote that Jeff Kaplan gave when he left the company, is never accept the world as it appears to be. Dare to see it for what it could be. And you have the power to make your company better. We're not saying that it's all true. We don't know. Like, we're going to let the law process go out. But if it is true, shame on you. And please do better moving forward. And be transparent. Be transparent. Let us know the changes you're making. Or else... I can't support somebody that allows I would us. love to say that, but I doubt that's gonna be that's gonna happen. But yeah. I mean, I mean so I we're talking we're talking about like if things are true or not, the last thing. There's a two year investigation. The state yeah. of California no is suing. I'm still um, I'm still until until proven yeah, guilty, no, no, no. I still some, have to say some of the things like specific accusations uh, are one thing that, you know, have some gray right. area. We don't know what's going on, but there are things like the investigation found that women account for only 20% of Activision Blizzard employees. That sort of thing that is just fact. Uh, the fact that women of color uh, were never getting promoted. These sort of things are not up for question. Uh, whether or not Blizzard is going to have to pay a certain amount of money uh, or how much they're going to settle for is up in the air, right? This is not a criminal lawsuit mm -hmm. against anybody, right? This is like, yeah. this is for repayment. Uh, the only thing that's going to come of this is Blizzard paying money and then it being divvied to to some of the people who that this that this harmed. Um, that's why. Right, but that doesn't fix the problem. No, it, right? it doesn't fix the problem. That's why it's just important to point out that like we're we're not even hitting on all of the things uh, that they are under fire mm -hmm. for discrimination against women of color. Like I said, we, we barely have touched in that. Uh, but some of these things are just undeniable. Um, there's a really horrible horror story in here. Uh, but yeah. read the article, and uh, it's time to hold Blizzard accountable. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yep. So, sorry to leave you guys with that bubber of an end. Hopefully, if you didn't want to hear about it, you tuned out. Oh, guys. All right. A happy place. Let's move on to... Ladies and gentlemen, this is our add-on of the week. So the add-on of the week this week has actually helped me tremendously because the way things, you know, everything was, you know, crit and all that stuff was per set based back in Classic WoW is a lot easier. Now we have all these different ratings and they also change as you change levels. So especially while working up, like it's really hard to look at, at 
at ratings. Like for instance, my tier three uh, set was awesome, you know, working up, but then about level 65, it started to like wait off because that rating didn't account for as much crit or hit or anything else. So I got an add-on called Rating Buster. And what it does is right next to uh, uh, Agility, it'll tell you how how much crit that adds. Right next to re, re Resilience, it'll tell you how much crit that takes off. Right next to... It doesn't do easy ones like strength for for warriors. You know that's uh, you know that's two uh, two attack power per for rogues. Strength is one attack power per. But for the weird ones for critical strike rating, it'll tell you how much crit you have. It's made like working my gear a lot easier, especially hit rating and things of 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 that nature. So it's something I definitely recommend. It'll put it right there on your on your on your regular tooltip. And it's been awesome for me. Definitely sounds very useful. It sounds very non-useful for me, but thank you for that. It's good for hit. The only okay, it's good for hit because I still look at hit in percentage form. Like whenever I think about how much hit I need, I could probably just look up the actual hit rating and have that in my head. But I still just have that six and nine percent. So yeah, you're it, still only going to know the one percent, and then you have to do math for like the <laughs> quarter percents and all that. Well, that's what I mean. This this would be really useful, especially for hit for me, because it's like, oh, this will give me this much more hit, especially when right. it's like 16 hit versus 19 hit. And I'm like, is that going to put me over? I got to just put the piece on. So uh, definitely very useful. Yeah, it's definitely nice. It's helped. It's helped me out a ton. But guys, uh, whew, wish we didn't have to talk about that. That last one. But can I give a couple don't. shout outs? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Shout it out. Okay, you guys, so my plea that nobody messages me in-game was somewhat heard, okay? I did get a message <laughs> from... You got a couple. Brockna. He said, hi, Mel. I'm a fan of the podcast. Didn't want you to feel left out, so here's your message from a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Oh, I love you, Brockna, but... oh sad and yeah, then i, did yeah, I get, think you need to you need to fake it that it's not a pity message guys you have it to it was a 100 pity message you have I to come that. on and be like like hey mel i i didn't listen to the podcast last <laughs> week yet but i just wanted to make sure that i told you you're you're the best like you know <laughs> right you're so much better than yep like that's exactly. what i want your message to be and to that note cadvan did message me in case no one has told you today remember you're the star of the podcast and i would just like to say superstar (laughs) (laughs) oh so yes if you message me i will shout you out on the podcast (laughs) yeah until it gets to too many and then you just can't do that nope like (laughs) now like now i shout out people who've Go above and beyond to follow me around the BGs and help me. <laughs> okay, well, I've had two total. So, okay, give me some slack here. Slack granted. All right, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can also follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. Oh, it's something I wanted to mention that I forgot to pull up, but I'm pulling it up real quick. Uh, there's been a lot of interest in final, like, Final Fantasy as of late, and I just want to let you guys know, 
our mash mash those buttons has one of the coolest final final fantasy podcast it's called wondrous tales so you should definitely check it out it's been running for a long time it's one of the more popular uh podcasts in the scene you should definitely check it out and uh i don't i don't think you will I think you will enjoy it if you enjoy Final Fantasy. It's not my bag, but if it's your bag, check it out. We want we want your wow stories. We want you to interact with us. We want you to tell us your opinions and your stories. You can send those to wcrpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the Discord and make that a happen in place, you can do so by going to mash.gg slash Discord. Make sure to ping us because we still don't check it daily until it actually has something going on in it oh how can you help the podcast you can tell your friends about it that's the best way you know we've had reviews that have said hey i checked this out because willie told me about it or my friend told me about it or a fellow re- re- reviewer told us about it just word of mouth tell your friends about the podcast and hopefully you guys have a little something to talk about how our opinions are stupid you know at the uh the 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 water cooler, you know, or wherever you talk about. Wow. Also, ratings and reviews. You can do those on Apple Podcasts or on WarcraftRadio.com slash directory. We've gotten a few more there, and it's really cool. And we really love to to support the people over at Warcraft Radio. They do a lot for the podcast, you know, Blizzard community. So you'll find anything podcast related blizzard there if you're tired of searching itunes and everything you can check it all out there they have their bios you can find exactly what you want so check them out there ryan where can we find you hi you can find me on twitter and cognitive pit or on youtube youtube.com slash cognitive pit awesome awesome and mel where can we find you you can find me on twitter at mel overwatch or you can find me in game on Melarina or Ariolina. You still haven't changed that Twitter handle, huh? Can I? Ch- I've never gotten Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mel Overwatch, and she hasn't played Overwatch in two years. <laughs> you can definitely find her more on Ariolina because she was PvPing all week and then didn't show up to raid. So. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't <laughs> invited yet. Thanks. <laughs> oh, by the way, I told Harskar you you were out of town next week, and he felt really bad about not including you in the twenty five man because he didn't know you'd be out of town the next week. Listen, I was, I didn't get on the twenty five man this week, and Bob goes, "You probably screwed yourself because you talked about it on Warcraft Reloaded how you didn't need anything from twenty five man, and it was kind of a wash." <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Like, honestly, like, I don't care sitting 25 man. I work a lot. And like, he was like, okay, well, I got a raid. And I was like, oh, I don't. And I just like sat back and like watched my TV show. He was like, "Uh, Mel, can you like turn your TV show down? And I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I got the night off. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Guys got to try. But you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. I'm going to start streaming again at some point. That's twitch.tv slash Blazin Bob. I was sick this all. I was going to start streaming again this week, but I was sick the whole week and barely made it to the Tuesday raid. And so sorry about that. But you can follow me there. All right, guys. Kind of a bummer of a way to 
leave the ep- the episode, but the rest of it was really good and, and enjoyable. That's well, why we don't bu- start it was a the episode with discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it's a bummer. So there's nothing we can do about yeah. it. We I think we that, can't make it a happy topic, like, yeah. and we can't avoid it. So. All right, well, guys, we'll see you next week, and hopefully, happy days. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 